I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. for listening to who will survive horror podcast this is our episode 16 which also is going to be the first episode i'm sorry second episode in our halloween jesus yes. christ i'm already fucking this <laughs> thing up it's going to be our second episode in our 31 movie reviews of october series and with me is marco that you heard laughing at me in the background what's going on yes uh, it's going, man. And uh, I was just going to ask you if your brain was starting to turn to mush already. We, we've been kind of binge watching, <laughs> you know, a shit ton of movies, which, you know, we started a little bit early. Yes, we're recording this uh, early October, right? But it's coming out mm-hmm. in the second week of October. But, uh, you know, I, I'm having a blast with this so far. Um, mm-hmm. I think you and I kind of spoke a little bit like, you know, it's it's movies are starting to blend in each other. I have to remember what i we saw last week what's coming up next week what are we watching now and i have to like really kind of refine my notes so i don't start you know jumping ahead you know of other stuff that we have you know so it's it's getting really confusing um, sure because usually when we do this stuff uh like i said we, we've talked about our kind of traditions during halloween time around october which you know i've always tried to do 31 movies a movie a day uh, and I never get past, you know, October 10th, I think, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm, I, it's like one of those things I want to check off. This is a goal of mine to do, to, to watch as many movies like this. Um, and to, especially like knowing that we're going to be talking about it. I, I pay, you know, extra attention of course, and, um, having such a good time revisiting some of these too. Yeah. It's been not one movie per day necessarily because of the way that we've been able to break it up, but right, it will right. end up being that we'll cover 31 movies for the for the month and yeah it's it's tough because the, the things do blend together and you don't get a lot of time to rewatch a lot of stuff as we were talking about before this but yeah i i tried to kind of mix it up pretty well i 
I think I did a pretty good job of mixing up how these ones are. So yeah, it, oh yeah, it at least yeah. gives a little bit of variety on each one, but also puts a couple things that are similar. Or in in the case of our next one, there's actually a a, a one and two of a series. So, mm -hmm. uh, but well, why don't we uh, tell everyone what we're going to be doing for this particular episode here? So, uh, volume two of this series is going to include the movie Burying the X as our Halloween theme. Uh, the yes. original Blair Witch Project is my pick for a movie I have seen. Uh, right. Cat's, Cat's Eye is your pick for a movie you have seen. Yep. Planet, Planet Terror is my pick for a movie I have not seen. And then we have The Descent is a movie you have not seen. And Apocalypse, the zombie right. hockey movie, is the movie from 2018 that actually neither of us had seen. Correct. So. That's a, that's a good list right there, too. Uh yeah, kind Hopefully of all people, over the place. You know, yeah, yeah. And and what I do love about what we're doing also is that the time expansion. Like we have from I think we go from 1999 to 2018 in this in this week, where you know we have 20 years of of movies, kind of like spread out a little bit. And uh, it's it, some of them show. Sure, sure. Yeah, even more. Cause no, not what, 2000, uh, 1985. Cats, sorry. Oh my Cats god. Eye, yeah. Is yeah. Old, so. Yeah, I forgot. So yeah, we're we're going back twenty five years. So right, all right. Uh, so yeah, I I think this was kind of a cool set of movies, and it was one. You know, I, I was saying that I tried to mix these up into unique ways to make the the pairings more interesting and stuff. But I tried to put a lot of old and new stuff from our picks together. If there was mm -hmm. older and newer stuff like that, obviously all the episodes are going to have a 2018 movie in them. So there's always going to be new stuff, Correct. but I tried yeah, to make yeah, it yeah. not all, all the eighties movies in one episode or some shit like that. So yeah, I know I have a, that's my fault too. I, I have a habit of picking those first. No, well, it's, like, it's good because here, then if here. I don't pick them. So then, then, you know, they get mixed in and we get yeah, these, yeah. this good variety of it. Uh, but no, this one go. was, uh, you always uh, get something like that was a, a fun matchup and there was a, a couple that I hadn't seen but mostly I had seen all of these before um, mm. and I know you had seen some of the ones that I had seen and we'll get into that as we talk about each movie but yeah uh, what did you think about our next set of movies which will be coming up next week which is going to yeah, include so our, uh, our our infamous <laughs> not so infamous hayride a pick for a Halloween yeah. Theme movie. Yeah, that's the one you and I picked together, right? On that yes, list yeah. of we saw the cover. We pretty much picked it because we liked the the look of the cover of the movie. And sure, sure. That's which most people probably would say when I was a kid. Terrible, but <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But hey, you know what? Um, sometimes you just got to roll the dice. Sure, yeah. You know, it might be a sleeper. We have no expectation of it being good, and then I'll be like, you know, what? that was actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So. Right, right, exactly. You never know, right? Or we just might do a two-minute review on it and say, okay, uh, let's, just, let's get to something else. Sure, sure. Okay, so our movies are Hayride, A Quiet Place, The Collector, The Collection, Cabin Fever, the original one, not the unnecessary remake. Yes, and, <laughs> thank you. And Poltergeist, the original, not the unnecessary remake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I never exactly. even actually saw that remake either, so. it's You know what? It's okay. Um, sure. It's all right. It, it, if I never saw the original Poltergeist, I would have probably liked it. But, uh, it, you know, trying to reference a lot of the stuff from the original. Yeah, it, that, again, that could be a whole other show. But uh, I'm excited for that, that list right there only because we do have a, I think for the first time, we have inter, uh, 
original and not original, but like the part one and part two collector in the collection, which I've seen sure, yeah. so many times on Netflix, but I've never, I've never seen them, you know? Um, so I'm kind of dying to go, you know, dive into them. Sure. And that was actually, um, I think you had picked the collector, right? As one that you had yes, never seen. Yes, the first one. And then right. because you picked that, I picked the collection because I had seen the collector and never watched the sequel. So I was oh, like, hey, cool. what the fuck? Let's watch. Awesome. Let's watch awesome. the sequel awesome. too. Yeah. So. Nice. So I'm, I plan on watching those back to back also. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, The Quiet Place will be our 2018 movie, which we both had seen, but we'll give that another watch yes. and see what we think about that one. Absolutely. And uh, have you seen the original Cabin Fever? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. that one's a... a favorite of mine and my son as well so that was oh yeah it's great that i thought was also a good um you know it's one of those like a cabin in the woods obviously but has kind oh, yeah. of a, a fall feel to it so no it definitely does set the tone for this time of year yeah like you're right you know that's exactly why a lot of times you know these movies can sit on a shelf all year round and like cabin fever to me is one of those movies you can watch it anytime but especially this time it just mm-hmm. seems right it seems better right yeah and who doesn't like to see people's faces melting and stuff? I mean, I I I lo- I, I crave that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, so, like we had kind of described in the the first episode of this, that we're gonna keep these reviews short. We're gonna do it a little different than the usual format, where we're gonna roll from one movie to the next, and we'll keep right. a lot of the the extra stuff in the intro and and all that usual nonsense. We'll keep to a minimum as well. So I think we could probably just roll into our mm-hmm. first movie review, which is going to be introduced by you. Did you introduce me? I'm sorry. You can edit this. I, I It cut out for a second. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So, so yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Burying the X is one of our Halloween choices, right? This is a movie that was supposed to be uh, set around Halloween or Halloween-themed type. So, mm-hmm. um. I'll read the synopsis here. Uh, came out in 2014. A guy's regrets over moving in with his girlfriend are compounded when she dies and come back and comes back as a zombie. So there's the IMDb synopsis. Um, mm-hmm. th- yeah, it's th- that's pretty accurate, right? Um, it's the whole thing, you know. The, the, the guy loses a girl for or breaks up with a girl for ex girlfriend or whatever. She ends up dying. She comes right. back as a zombie. Uh, really simple story, but. Surprisingly, it's a weird circumstance of how she dies because he yes. like, wants to break up with her. And then as he's about to break up with her, she gets killed by a bus hitting her. Yeah. And so yeah. <laughs> he feels guilty because she was only there because he was going to break up with her. So it's it's this right. whole weird thing where he feels guilty and some sort of conflicted feelings yeah. about her. And but then, you know, obviously he, he meets someone else. So he's trying to move on as well so there's a, a weird yeah, kind in of this uh, movie, love triangle you could say yeah uh, absolutely absolutely and like i said this movie has this um uh joe dante uh, uh directed this movie which was awesome yep and so and so and so he you know again being a good you know writer and director and everything this is like one of those 80s or 90s movies where it, you don't really need to explain why she came back. They just put this, uh, you know, maybe voodoo statue that they made a wish in front of or they made a comment in front of and the eyes glue, yep, yep. you know, started glowing and it's so, like almost like made her come back as a zombie. Right. So a very right. simple premise. But I those are the ones that are kind of like, you know what, sometimes 
you just don't need explanation. You just need something like that. A, you mm-hmm. you made a wish. You made a promise because that's what happened in this movie. She the uh, the the couple here uh, kind of made a vow, or or the the girlfriend made a vow in front of the statue that this guy was you know kind of came in possession of as at his work, and she's right, like, we're right. gonna be forget together forever. And then the the Satan's eyes on the statue glue, and mm-hmm. then you know you kind of get the the whole thing of like oh there it is. There's the catalyst of you know. Even right, if he did break up, they're cursed now. So, correct, cursed. Yeah, to be forget together forever, and in uh, her death, um, she comes back, and uh, you know he's trying to move on anyway. And uh, uh, hilarious movie. I thought it was like I said. Yeah, uh, the characters in this movie, it, it you know takes place in this. Um, it, it takes place in L.A. Of course, so you get a lot of like hipster vibe. You know, uh, stuff going on. Right. Like even the main character rides. You know, a little push scooter to work you know like a little razor or something or whatever it is uh you know uh, nothing wrong with it it's just like i said it, it sets that trend uh kind of sure. dates it to 2014 and all that stuff but uh it's well, also played by the guy the lead the lead in this movie um played scotty not scotty i'm sorry Chekhov in uh star trek and he he died i didn't you know yeah, i forgot Yelkin. that was him you know yeah you know so it's really sad watching this movie knowing that he died um, I know. And also the way that he died. So, right. Yeah, he was in The Green Room, which is a really awesome movie, too. We'll have to cover someday. And that was even yes. more recent before he had uh, been, unfortunately, passed away. But uh, yeah. 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 This one definitely is is kind of got that, like, date movie type of feel. It's it's more of a, mm-hmm. uh, which I actually did, like a Watch With Your Girlfriend horror movie. Absolutely. And... Some people might not like this because it's a little bit too cheesy and a little bit too <laughs> in your face with the horror references and that type of stuff, you know, but yeah, um, in a way, I feel like it's not necessarily that it's forced. It's like what it's supposed to be to tell the story mm. that they're trying to tell, you know? Yeah. And I guess the Halloween themed around this, um, of course, it is set in October. Right. Uh, I, I do think they do reference. Oh, they I think they went to. Uh, the cemetery to watch Night of the Living Dead on Halloween. Right. So those kind of things right there, right? Like those are those mm-hmm. those oh eye rolls like uh, me I do sometimes. But it's funny because I'll eye roll, but I'll be end up one going to a cemetery and doing that. You know, just because right. it's well, it's you know, it's the kind of thing that you do, know does happen, <laughs> right? So yeah, oh absolutely, absolutely. Especially you know not not just especially in L.A. but like that's where you're gonna find most of that stuff. They'll go to Hollywood mm-hmm. Cemetery and watch Night of the Living Dead. So. um Right. So there's your Halloween tie-in to this movie. Well, and and like he works in a horror theme store, I guess you could call it. Yes. Like, I'm not sure Bo- what boutique what you call or it. something. Yeah, they sell a lot of like horror stuff and mm-hmm. uh, witch stuff, and then they also have like Halloween stuff, and so they were selling Halloween costumes, and they were they were yeah. extra busy because it was Halloween and he had to like be away out of the house because it was Halloween. He was working extra hours and right. stuff. So, so right, they right. definitely sprinkled it in without making it too, too much. Like it wasn't just a, a straight up Halloween movie for sure. Right. Right. And, um, then you'll get the, like our main character, he works, like I said, it works at that Halloween or, or horror boutique. And, um, the love interest, not the ex, but the love interest works at an ice cream parlor called ice cream. You know, so it's that, and, it's all and every flavor is named after. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I dug it. I I liked it, but you're definitely right. 100. percent It is a date movie. 
mm-hmm. it is something that you know pop in on first sight which is cool i guess if you like i said if you're into that kind of stuff um a lot of hardcore horror fans probably won't they'd be like no i you know this is this nothing to do with it's not scary it's not uh, yeah there'd, there'd be a lot of know. eye rolls about yeah all the references and stuff oh we get it fucking night of the living dead on okay. <laughs> in the graveyard oh it's so cool like, oh, oh sure you know, sure and then like vincent like, price playing in the background yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly exactly I know, it, I know it's also you know it's made by joe dante who's right a guy that knows horror and stuff so it's not right some new exactly. guy coming in and then trying to be like oh look i'm a new guy and i know all this horror so <laughs> that's exactly right right like that kind of stuff that tongue-in-cheek stuff saves it because who did it so mm-hmm. right no i i liked it a lot too it's it's definitely funny to me the dialogue is great and i love his uh his girlfriend the new girl, I, I, yes. I forget what her character's name is, but it's played by Alexandra Daddario. Yes. Uh, I mean, not only is is she a beautiful girl, but she's she's just very like mm-hmm. charismatic and has a lot of c- good kind of comedic charm to her, good comedic timing yes. and stuff. Like she's a lot of fun to watch. So. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. And then again, it has this, uh, you know, the it already is a funny movie, but it has the comic mm-hmm. relief too of the guy's stepbrother, um, the guy who plays Travis, uh, as this like kind of. Uh, single bachelor dating guy that's that's a slob and doesn't have yeah. have his life together and he is hilarious in the entire movie well yeah there um, every comedy has so, to have the, sh- the schlub friend exactly exactly so no um yeah man i i thought the casting was great i don't mm-hmm. like i'm trying to think like as i was watching it besides the forced like you said the forced horror theme stuff going in and, and like everything is horror like you know we we're we're horror fans right but mm-hmm. you know not everything 100 percent of our lives is like you know we're wall-to-wall posters of of horror movies and stuff and i i wish it was referenced more why our lead um was into that kind of stuff like he he mentions his collection as pristine this is worth a lot of money but you know there's like something certain things like when you look at somebody it's like wow you're you got all this stuff. I wish you were more knowledgeable about it, not just the mm-hmm. character itself. Like, you know, he, he can reference it a lot more, why it means more. You know, so that's the kind of stuff where if you're going to put a character in there that's like a horror fiend, mm-hmm. uh, maybe have that character live it more instead of, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he was that working at, at the shop thing, and but, stuff too, but it was weird because yeah. he was just so controlled by his girlfriend. So that was the, yeah, the whole like thing totally starts because he's. Just completely dominated by this this hot girl that's uh, Ashley Green from the Twilight movies, yeah. and she's like well, this yeah. uh, gr- green <laughs> chick, and and you know everything super into like recycling and vegan and yeah, and he's trying to be respectful of her shit, but she's super disrespectful of his shit. So yeah, it kind of pushes that's him why over I the edge. Yeah, and I think maybe that's my complaint. It's like what in in would this woman, this type of woman, fall for a type of guy like that, like in this in this movie, like in real life, be, or is it because she's dominating and wants to have a boyfriend to control? And that's what I got. Like maybe that's yeah. why she latched onto him, and it's like you know because when she moved in, she took all his posters down and painted right, the walls right. green, and everything was yeah vegan lifestyle, all that stuff, the uh, hyperallergenic carpeting, uh, know, you know yeah. the. Uh, all that stuff, but the it, organic paint that was made like, of wheatgrass. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's 
exactly. So, like, does you know, did she pick him because he he was kind of weak and and kind of like uh, just kind of went with thing very passive and mm-hmm. you know she used sex as a tool, obviously, right? So you know we you know we can analyze it la- that way. So she, did she pick him to be an overbearing person that I could control you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, like that movie Saving Silverman. It's like exactly like that movie. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, but, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. She picks well, somebody. And, yeah, so it almost mirrors that. The 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 personality plays out through the rest of it, where she then comes back because they're cursed to be together forever, and yeah. she's trying to convince him basically to die to be with her for the rest of her life as well. Right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which obviously he doesn't want to die, and he wants to move on and be with this other awesome girl that's into horror and yes. fun stuff and ice cream and. You know, just being cool. So it's it's you know this weird conflict between them where he's trying to get out from under her her domineering, but now she's physically mm-hmm. dominating him too as well because she's a zombie and is all right. powerful and shit. So powerful and yeah, yeah, right. But eventually, of course, you know we have the happy ending and love yeah, conquers it is, all. It's <laughs> you know it is a it is a very John Hughes esque movie. It is yeah it's yeah kind of. You know, yeah, it's it's and I and I think that's why I kind of liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just grinned. I think I was smiling the whole time I was watching it, and you know, I got all the references. And I just was sometimes I'm like, man, I need to find a girl like that too. You know, works at that yeah, right. ice cream. You know, that's into the horror and just, you know loves to. I know. I was, just go to the, you know, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so it pulled on my uh, heartstrings there. <laughs> and there was definitely some some good like makeup effects and. And a couple of cool things yeah, like there that was. that they had. It wasn't all. Uh, it wasn't all just romance and no horror and just like posters and costumes. But right. There was no. Actually and some, the some good like effects and there was. She, and she actually she, like deteriorated throughout the film. So. Right. Right. And then didn't she end up killing she his his stepbrother or whatever? The yeah. The annoying. She ended uh, up killing guy. the stepbrother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She killed him. He came back as a zombie, but he's like that. You know, it's that. Uh, uh, aware i'm aware of zombie i'm not an evil you know blood-sucking zombie like we all know and right uh, or flesh-eating zombie you know he's but it's like funny it's funny it's it's a horror comedy and yeah I, I felt it worked out yeah like what's the one with seth green where they're they're zombies but they're they're still aware and they're like joking and smoking bongs and stuff um idle hands uh, oh idle hands yes <laughs> exactly i sometimes that works you know sure sure well I think we could probably give our uh, our thoughts and and rate this one here if you want to if you want to start sure. and then I'll yeah um I in, yeah I really enjoyed it I and I gave it an eight and a half um as I was watching I was writing down ratings and I was doing I usually wait to the end but I was kind of like you know I was going into like you know six seven and I got up to eight and a half because of the ending um again it's because I did really kind of like you know fall in love with the characters too mm-hmm. and just because it was it was very mushy mushy it was a very dateish you know type movie but again it reminded me of that simple story that that 80s simple plot here's the plot device that brings them all in that's cool i don't really have to think about this movie i can just sit back and watch it it's an eight and a half for me um i think this is cool i would definitely watch it again especially at this time of year or a, if i had a date i would do that <laughs> you know so right very good I gave this one a seven and a half. I liked it quite okay. a bit. Um, it's it's definitely funny. Uh, the only thing that that came down on it is just that it is like so much of a romantic comedy. 
So right. <laughs> I, I have to like take it down just a little bit for that. And it's not. I um, hear you. It's not a super horror movie. It's more about the references. And obviously there's a zombie and a couple people get killed and stuff. But yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, it's more about being a romantic comedy under the the premise of that. But I love the, the Halloween mm-hmm. stuff. Just the little setups inside the store where you see the yeah. shelving that has all the Halloween decorations and the, the, the scene the the scenery and set design and stuff it fills up with Halloween stuff mm-hmm. enough that gives it a good feel to it. I love that. So that yeah. that keeps the score up for for me. And also just like I said, the comedy is good. The characters are good. I I love yeah. Anton Yelkin. I love Alexandra Dario. Yes, yes. I'm not ashamed to admit that I have seen all the Twilight movies and don't hate them. <laughs> I, I like Ashley Green. So. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's that. I'm not ashamed to admit it was. Yeah, I don't have the hate for the Twilight films as other people do. And I just figure <laughs> it's just that kind of genre of the movie, and it's it is what it is. But right. I won't. You know, I'm not going to sit there and worship it. You know, but no, I only seen the first one too, by the way. But anyway, right. different tangent. <laughs> well, we'll do the. <laughs> excuse me. We'll do the. Yeah, Twilight maybe we will. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be next Lowest Halloween. rated show ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll kick it off. We'll just right. keep it a secret. How about that? Yeah. We'll we'll have to call it something else like a like a fake name. <laughs> exactly. All right. So that will lead us to my next movie. Well, my movie. Yes. So my pick for movie I had seen and loved, wanted to bring back to the table is the original Blair Witch Project. Released in yes. 1999, and the synopsis just says, Three film students vanish after traveling into Maryl- into a Maryland forest to film a documentary on the local Blair Witch legend, leaving only their footage behind. So everybody knows this movie yes. for the most part. I, I, I don't feel like there's too many people that, even if somebody hadn't seen this, they know what the fuck the movie is. Like, yeah. Nobody doesn't know. They're like, what this is movie, this Blair Witch? Yeah. So. <laughs> right, it's a staple. It absolutely right. is a staple in the in the community. And mm-hmm. um, we, you know, when we talked about found footage a long time ago, I, oh, I I kind of brought this up, saying like I thought Blair Witch kind of revitalized this, um, you know, process, this film direction. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's been a lot of copycats after that, you know. So I I I don't have a problem with this movie. I really don't. I know a lot of people do, and I want to kind of ask you like do you know why like is it because there's no monster in it or is it because what they don't show anything i don't uh you know, sure well because i, I think the, the one thing that was so for me at the time when i saw it when it was new i saw it in the theater and at the time i was like i don't get it <laughs> right but, oh, okay like yeah. i like i get it but i was like okay so like we didn't see anything but you know there was not really <laughs> I get there was no reference at that point, and I was like, "Well, this isn't really a movie. Yeah. It's just people." But there's no. Then when you get used to the idea of found footage and and following through someone's perspective and more listening to what they're saying, not necessarily what you're seeing too. Yeah. So then you kind of pick up yes. on how great the movie can be. But then there's also just people that don't like found footage in general. So. Sure, I get it. Um, I get that, and I know like like to me, Blair Witch, the ride, um. The ride is very good from mm-hmm. beginning to end. Seeing what's what's going on um, in this, the the stuff that they these guys these uh these three people went through as far as in the movie sure. and stuff. I I do feel I do feel Blair Witch though would probably be good independent film, which it almost was. It actually was an independent film. 
mm-hmm. that got you know wide release and made you know thirty million dollars or whatever. But maybe because, like I said, it, it got mainstream real fast, and a lot of people don't like that. They got like, oh, you know, that's uh, yeah, there's better films out there that do it better and stuff. But I I I really enjoyed it. I. I think there's so much out there as far as horror movies that sometimes you can watch a movie and just not have that payoff at the end. Like almost like um, I, I I chalk it up to like the Bigfoot experience, right? It, the fun part is hunting after Bigfoot, even though you come home, you never see it. Uh, mm-hmm. And sometimes the journey is fun. But like I said, this movie doesn't have a definitive ending as far as like, oh, this explains it all. There's a, there's the monster or there's the, you know, whatever it happened. Um, it was kind of like, okay, well, that's it. You know, and it's like, what the hell? And mm-hmm. I think, like I said, when I think a lot of people forgot the journey, you know, like, whoa, you know, they went, they got tortured through this mo- this movie. Um, and I kind of sure, want to throw sure. my theory out there too, uh, uh, as far as like, uh, you know, the ending of, of Blair Witch, I think they killed themselves. You know, I don't think there ever was a physical being out there. There was, you know, the the premise of it was, they got out there, they got lost, and they kind of like, you know, took, you know, that one guy pulled his own teeth out. He cut his own fingers off. He, you know, mailed it or mm-hmm. put it in front of the tent. You know, they killed themselves at the end. It, it drove them nuts kind of deal. And I I got that from when I first watched the movie there and I was just loving it. I was like, oh, my God, this was cool hmm. because yeah, yeah. there are so many other movies out there that I've seen that I kind of go like I appreciated for what it was. I didn't need like this whole epic you know, battle at the end. I didn't need a monster at the end. It just worked for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I never really actually thought about it that way of it being all them doing the stuff to themselves, but then not realizing they Mm -hmm. did it. Right. Um, Right. You were saying before about, um, about the box office and stuff for this one. Apparently it has a Guinness, uh, Guinness world record for top, top budget box office ratio where for every $1 spent, it made ten thousand nine hundred and thirty-one dollars <laughs> back. It was uh, great. It, so sixty thousand yeah. dollars, and it made back two hundred and forty-eight million. Apparently, yeah, yeah. It was when I said thirty, it was because I was like, I think that was opening day. Um, right. Because I remember reading a newspaper article because the 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 directors, there's two of them. They're huge Star Wars fans, you know, and I read up everything Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what these guys did is that they sold everything. I think they mortgaged their house. They got a funding. They did this movie, um, right. you know, through their ad campaign when Internet was really kicking off and everybody thought it was real. So they really mm-hmm. kind of, you know, hit it, the timing. But as soon as those guys made money, or I forgot which one of them, he bought an entire Star Wars collection and rebuilt this huge old vintage Star Wars thing. You know, he... he, he uh, uh, I I was like in love with that. I was like, oh my god, that's nice. exactly what I would have done if I, <laughs> you know, made something, made money like that. I would just go out and buy every Star Wars toy and and fill a house with it. And that's exactly right. what he did. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, the one thing I was thinking when I watched it this time was through the beginning part when they get to the town and they're interviewing the people. Yes. And they're kind of learning about some stuff. I was I I almost wish that we got more time with that. That if the movie if the movie almost slowed down a little bit but it's tough with found footage because that's sort of the benchmark of that is it's like well yeah it's it's going to be shaky and kind of obnoxious but it's mm. not going to be super long so you yeah. can't really make a great two-hour found footage movie but yeah 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 <laughs> i like no, that right. stuff at the yeah, beginning that, um, almost uh, if they could have yeah. done it in a way like like the way savage land was a mix of 
ah, different yes. TV oh, cameras yeah. and stuff like interviewing people and, and shit like that mixed in with the found footage style stuff as well. Right. Yeah, because Blair Witch just cool. went totally linear with it. Like, mm-hmm. here's the tapes we found and here's how we did it. And they splice it together um, in a sure, way yeah. that they could tell a story. But you're right. If I, I, I Like I said, going back to it, I was paying attention big time to the article that they were reading from the uh, people mm-hmm. that they're interviewing. And like I said, not so where I was like kind of confirming some of the things I'm like, well, here's what the witch does to you. It makes you turn to the back and, you know, or turn know, make I, you face the wall as it's killing your, you know, I love the, friends the crazy stuff. lady that they interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she's awesome. I, too. I just, yeah. So in that, that sense of it, it's like, you know, they especially at the, I don't know, man, the, like the, I thought the climax is really good. Um, Mm-hmm. The only thing that kind of confused me was the the some of the scenes that uh, like if I had any kind of complaints and stuff, I know there was some scary points to it, but like some of the scenes during their camping overnight, uh, you know, with the kids coming to the tent and hitting the hitting the tents and stuff like that, that's what throws my theory off as far as like they did it to themselves, right? But right. it could still work in a way if it was messing with your head and that's you were thinking, you know, it was still the other guy out there. Uh, you know, hitting a tent and doing all that stuff. But man, I, I, I do remember being kind of frightened. Um, after this movie came out, I, I, I watched it. Sure. Yeah. And I believe, um, and also where I watched it too, I actually watched it, uh, in a different place. And I had to walk through woods to get back to the hotel I was staying at. And I walked to a college town that <laughs> nice. had the movie screening. So the, you know, the course, yeah. And I was like, what the hell did I do? Cause I didn't know what I was getting into going to see the movie. I just like, okay. oh, people just to go see it. Okay, I'll go see it. And then uh, I'm like, we have to go through the forest to get back? <laughs> you know, like, what the hell? It's midnight. It's You want me to do that? Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, yeah. So that was fun. I, I do have fond memories of that. That's what, like, Blair Witch kind of uh, so holds that. And you actually did like it when you saw it the first time? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, oh, nice. And I was saying, because, again, it was different. It was mm-hmm. something that I really haven't seen before. And like I said, with the, all the other movies back then, um, it was just something like I just kind of dug it, man. I was like, wow, even at the end, I was like, well, this is cool because I appreciated for what it was. I didn't really need another just mm-hmm. straight up horror film. You know what I mean? With like a monster okay. at the end and, and the whole uh, everything kind of spelled out a little bit. But it was just like, oh, that was cool. You know, I liked it. It was real different. You know? Right. And it was actually scary to me. You know, it was Blair Witch is a, is a scary film. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I don't get a lot of people. They really have like some people. It's a love hate thing. Right. So. Yeah. Really well, it's also a, like, uh, yeah. Now that it's become a popular movie, too, it's also just people are automatically going to hate it because it's popular, which I'm guilty yeah. of myself. Yeah, that's true. So. Uh, well, <laughs> but you know what, Paul? It's like I said, you know, we, we said this in the past, you know, if a movie's good, it's good. It doesn't matter if it's yes, mainstream, yeah, yeah. if it's independent or if it's a, a classic. If it's good, it's good. You know, we have some mm-hmm. movies on our list that uh, end up coming up weeks even the ones we've already done that are really classic and mm-hmm. nostalgic to people and uh and they might seem like oh that movie again but yeah but it it's good it's on there for a reason so like when right. you put it on there i was excited i was like hell yeah yeah mm-hmm. you know definitely yeah and that one actually had my kid help me pick a couple of the the movies i had seen mm-hmm. and we were just going through my collection and, and trying to pick stuff out and you know that was the other yeah. thing too is just trying to pick stuff that you don't have to spend a lot of time talking about because of the how we're doing these. And I feel like that's the one right, thing about right. this movie. It's it's so simple. It's really mm-hmm. more about the journey, which you had said before, the, the ride of this movie is yeah. the 
the part that you can enjoy about it. So it's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, there's there's little things you could definitely go through it with the fine tooth comb and pick out like, oh, I think I saw this, or like you said, you're looking at little yes. things in the background or or making theories about it. But yeah, other than that, it's really just they ask a bunch of people some questions, they <laughs> get drunk, they go out in the woods. Uh, yeah, the fucking guy kicks the map into the river because he's a dick, and then <laughs> they right. fucking get lost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Which definitely I, some I, anxiety I, going on in this movie too. I still yeah. to this day don't understand the. That part, that's, I guess if anything, that would be the one thing that I would change is having him kick the map into the river as opposed to just like they lost it. <laughs> yeah, like, but why did they have to make if... it that he kicked it into the river? That's so fucking stupid. But the, that like, also could play was... into. <laughs> yeah, he was but like, it wasn't doing anything. The... <laughs> I know. Well, again, that can be like, this is what the Blair, this is what the curse of the witch did. It, it drove them nuts. It, they did it to themselves. Mm-hmm. They, it made him do that stupid thing where they have to get lost. You know what I mean? It made them mm-hmm. uh, get disoriented on purpose. They were going in circles on purpose until the point where they killed themselves at the end. You know, uh, sure, sure. if you think about it that way, it's like, you know, yes, maybe he's something he wouldn't have done rationally, but being yeah. in that environment in those woods with that curse or whatever is going on, Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but you're right. Sometimes you look at it and go, the fuck? That was the dumbest thing. Like, you're lost. <laughs> so let's, any hope, let's just throw it in the river. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, know. <laughs> I don't know why that still makes me laugh every time I watch it now. <laughs> I, I hadn't seen that it in a couple of years. I had no business being in that group anyway. <laughs> and then, I know, and then it came up and I would. I was watching it, just waiting for that part so that I can fucking laugh when he's laughing yeah. about it. And they all flip out. They're like, Mike, exactly. what the fuck, Mike? You asshole. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, a lot of the, even just like the little bits of acting and stuff are pretty good by these people. I know mm-hmm. it's not shot well, yeah. so maybe you could hide some of it, but it really right. doesn't feel like they're bad at acting. You, you really feel like they're really there, you know? Yeah, and one thing... I don't know. Like I said, I, I, this is what I've heard or, or read. I can't remember. I can't cite my source, and maybe people can correct me if I'm wrong. But from what I know about this film, that the actors only got like a page or two of script and told them to go do this for the next hour, and they film it, and they went out and filmed it, and they w- they didn't know what was going on the next step. They just knew what was going on that moment. So mm-hmm. the the directors were, you know, really trying to keep the actors on edge too. So they're okay. they try to get like the the most real reactions they can they could. You know, like you're disoriented and you you're gonna walk in a circle and pretty much here you go and not tell them how they got out of it or who's gonna right. go missing. All of a sudden, you know, they they would do this whole thing where this guy went missing and they had to react to it live. And again, I don't know how accurate that is. Or but okay. and that's something that I would I, I think that's a really cool creative way of pre, uh, presenting a movie too. You know, maybe they were just writing it as they go too. You know, sure, sure. But it yeah. definitely worked. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we wrap this one up here with our ratings and thoughts? And I will go first for this one. Okay. Yeah. And I rated this one at an eight and a half. I mm-hmm. definitely have come way up from when I first saw it. I basically just thought it was stupid. And then <laughs> I gave it another chance years yeah. later and, and liked it. And I find that it's something that as I watch it more, it's it it still not only holds up, but it almost becomes a little better each time because yes. you can appreciate some of the more nuance of the, the performance from the people. Like you really feel mm-hmm. as though they are in this stressful situation that they are going through these actual emotions. And I like that. So yes. Yeah. That. It, it, that's fun to pick up on as you watch it on on repeated watches so 
And it's just a, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah. such a, a legendary thing from growing up through that time of the, the whole story of the marketing campaign and the yeah. propaganda online and stuff that was faking that they actually disappeared and shit, you know, it's just all that is, is fun right. kind of nostalgia to it as well. So exactly. Yeah. So. Um, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm at an eight because it, it was, it, the movie did well for what it did as far as like, you get, I think it had, um, the right timing. It was like right when everybody was using the internet and you know, you didn't have YouTubes and stuff like that, but you had enough people where you can start researching. And these guys were smart enough to make a film where they can put up a website, put up fake articles and have people explore it. Cause I actually, for one split second before, you know, you kind of like, okay, it's a movie and it's all fake. But I, for one split second, I had that question, like not during when I was watching, but before like, Oh shit, was this, is this a real thing? Like, is this a, a real documentary or found footage or whatever, because again, mm. back then found footage before that, I think it wasn't, it was done, but you can really tell it was, it was a movie. It wasn't, um, done really well. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They had found footage movies, but you can also, but they didn't stick to that thing where it was splicing film together. You mm-hmm. saw, you know, uh, timestamps and stuff like that, which is film kind of really just kind of set the president of that. And then like all the ones after, that came out to me the copycats can't hold a flame to this movie you know sure um but yeah i i i enjoy it. i love talking about it mm-hmm. um we maybe we can do a retrospective of all the blair witches you know the the secret book all that stuff going off and after that um and just kind of go on and see where the story goes from there so yeah and a solid eight for me because it's it's one it is a stamp a pinnacle movie that you know you put in your collection and you're like yeah that was fucking that was good that's good. Nice. Yeah. Very good. All right. So that will be my pick for a movie I had seen and loved. So why don't you give us your pick for a movie you had seen? Yes. <clears throat> yes. So knowing me, I really love Stephen King. I really love anthology movies. I really love the 80s, right? So um, one movie that is always in the back of my mind that I wanted, like every time we come up with a movie, I'm like, I want to just, hey, Paul, let's do this movie. And so it was 1985's Cat's Eye. And I'm like, thought this was perfect for a movie that I love to present into this kind of format. Uh, because, mm-hmm. again, I think Cat's Eye is another movie that maybe a lot of people have seen and kind of know about. Um, you know, you don't, it's, it, you don't really have to, like, talk it to death. But there's, it's just mm-hmm. such a cool movie that still stands up. So um, the synopsis is uh, a stray cat is in the linking elements of three tales of suspense and horror. So it is a – the cat – it uses it, we follow this cat to follow three different stories, you know, that intertwine yes, and yeah. the cat is the catalyst for that. So, um, mm-hmm. Stephen King, you know, wrote this as an ad- adaptation. Um, there are so many Stephen King uh, references in in the beginning. From the beginning, the cat's chased by Cujo. Come on, you know, and almost gets yeah. hit by Christine. So, <laughs> so it's almost four. It, it, it is forced. Okay, it is a forced reference, but that's the world. So it's like say this is the Stephen King world, right? So. Um, yeah, the, well, it, it didn't feel as clunky doing it back then either. No, I think back like then it was almost like, oh, that was cool. It Today it's like eye roll. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Today if they do it, we're like, oh, come on, dude. Cujo, really? I know. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but, man, this is uh, – I, I think you've seen this movie too, right? Like yes. you've seen this? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's funny too because right. when you say about the Cujo thing, I'm, I'm so stupid that I wasn't even connecting the dots – when I, I rewatched it <laughs> to show my kid, he had never seen it before. And so we watched uh-huh. it together and I'm like, man, what the fuck is wrong with that dog? It looks like 
It's all slimy and shit like fucking Cujo. I wonder if that yeah. shit's got rabies too. I'm like, I wonder if that's supposed to be a Cujo reference. And then I'm like, oh, fucking idiot. Of course it's a Cujo reference. What the fuck is wrong with me? It uh, is Cujo. I'm a little slow on the uptake. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> what is that supposed to be? Cujo? Stupid. Yeah. Uh, no, no. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, it's, that's funny, dude. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. So um, the three stories that this that this movie also takes place, too, is uh, and um, of course, they use Drew Barrymore, it, who mm-hmm. was in Firestarter, another Stephen King adaptation. So, again, right. Drew Barrymore is his girl throughout all three stories that she plays different stories. But in the conscience of the cat, the cat keeps seeing this image of Drew Barrymore's character in the third story telling him, right. I need your help. I need your help. And the cat's trying to get to her. But in the yeah, first she... one is one of my favorite stories of all. And this made me love the police in, uh, in the movie or the, um, the you know, uh, the, the band, the police of every movie you yes. make, every breath you take. That, that song, I, I cannot, like, you know, in my head, every time it comes on the radio, it's the party scene in the, in the first story. with the mm-hmm. guy coming down the steps and everybody's smoking because what a brilliant idea the, you know this guy tries to quit smoking here's go to this mm-hmm. law or go to this firm they're guaranteed you're gonna quit smoking and the way they do it is that they every offense they torture your family um, all the way up to like you know their first offense we're gonna electrocute your wife the second one yes. we're gonna electrocute your daughter or shock them and the third one we're gonna rape your wife and then it goes off and, and I was on like, what the fuck? it gets worse <laughs> I know I, 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 had, I forgot about that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, then we electrocute your daughter, and then after that, we send out a guy to rape your wife. We have a guy that we keep around for that." And I'm like, "What the fuck? They just keep a rapist around in case yeah. they get to the third strike?" Yeah, he's <laughs> like, "God damn!" Exactly. Man. He goes, "We have a very deranged individual that we keep around for such yeah. things." <laughs> <laughs> that fucking escalated and quick. He, it did, and um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, James Wood plays that, in the first one. Kill so you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know, you're gonna quit no matter no matter what. It's guaranteed to work. You know, so yes, yeah, yeah. So throughout the f- the film, I love it. Like you know, James Woods eventually, you know, that he he does screw up and they end up shocking his wife, and so he goes through this whole thing. And uh, um, at the end of the first story, you know, um, he he does quit, and then he's like, you know, he, but he's telling the guy the the guy in the firm saying, "I've been gaining weight," and he's all, "I need you at 160 pounds." You know, if you go over that, we're gonna just cut off your wife's little finger, and they laugh, ha ha ha. You know, <laughs> and then it comes to find out he did that to his friend that you know. Um, yeah, that made him go to this firm and the thing, and it, it kind of like the horror on James Wood's face was like, oh shit, they're for real. I need to lose this weight, whatever. But yes, yeah. Um, yeah. So the cat was the intertwined in the first story. Just a real fast. The cat was picked up by this firm as used as a test uh, a test subject for the shock room. You know where he's going right. to show James Wood this is what we do when we shock the cat. So that was like the thing, and then uh, um, and then goes into the second story, which is a kind of like a mob boss kind of deal. Um, comes in possession of a cat because of this cat that was running away from our first story. Get, it releases, goes to the second one. Yeah, um, it was running across does, the street, and they were betting yeah, and they're betting on it. Yeah, so the up. yeah, exactly. Like they're they're betting two thousand dollars that the cat doesn't make it across the street, and the mob boss is like, "I'll take that bet." And uh, yeah. they're calling it during traffic. They're calling it. I was that, that, that was funny. Uh, I, I, I'm all Paul's gonna love this cat torture. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> 
Um, <laughs> I did the, laugh the a little bit it. when it was in the electric floor room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I always thought about that that scene. I'm like, did they, I mean, how did they get the cat to jump around like that? You know, this day and age, that shit I know, that's weird. Like, I really want to know, did they really kind of shock them a little bit? I don't know. Maybe it was like, um, yeah, probably. I was going to say that they like put something on his back to pull it up, but that would look awkward. So That too is torture, right? <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. I, th I think they really shocked cool. the cat. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think they really they probably shocked him. Shock him. Yeah, or sprayed him <laughs> with water from underneath or something. But yeah, no, it, it was. It always made me wonder, like, how did they do that? <laughs> but yeah, so um, the second story again, it does that mob boss, and uh, you know, we come to find out that he grabs the cat. The cat successfully comes across the store, you know, the the street, and he takes it home. It's like you're my good luck charm kind of deal. At the right. meantime, we find out that uh, uh, this guy, his wife, has been cheating with this on a guy that they. You know, they go ahead and kidnap and bring him up to this uh, penthouse kind of suite and says, the mob boss tells him, you know, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, what you got to do, I'm, I'm a betting man. I, I, I do these things. What you got to do is you got to scale my building. And if you could scale the building without dying, of course, you get money, you get my wife, you get, you know, you can, you can have it all. You know, if you right. lose, of course you die, you know, and it's it was like a betting thing. So a torture, you know, kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, I, of course I'm, I'm speed going through this because it's, it's a lot of things going in between but yeah um yeah, i thought yeah. that was cool it's a whole a high tension kind of thing going on and um it's the dude from airplane uh robert yeah, hayes. robert hayes yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i love robert I, in airplane <laughs> i know he was awesome too and i i loved yes yeah. I, I have a hard time deciding my favorite scene because i loved this one as a kid because it was so tense and you would always it was think yeah. like you know there's the 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 pigeon pecking at his foot and then he goes to kick the it and then he's got to just keep pigeon. going because he can't he can't kick <laughs> yeah. it without falling and then yeah. the guy keeps fucking with him i can't remember what he's shouting at him or whatever but he, he keeps fucking with him and like he blows the air horn at him out the window or sprays him with the fire hose <laughs> and shit but yeah that one yeah is, he's he's is trying is to make him fall and stuff yeah mm -hmm. yeah and then he so ends up making him go he around the building he makes at the it, end yeah. yeah he makes it and then he he, he turns the tide on because uh um, the mob boss dude was like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to renege on the bet. I'm just a sore loser. And he wants to kill him instead. And, but, and, uh, so, you know, Robert Hayes fight, fights back and then makes, makes the mob guy, uh, go around, which ends up falling, yes. <laughs> falling to his death. Um, meanwhile, the cat escapes and runs mm -hmm. down the street and, uh, finds Drew Barrymore's house, you know, this girl and, and everything. And this is a, a really cool, this is where you get your monster film, right? Your monster part of it. Um, yes. That the girl keeps saying that there's a monster, or like a little troll or something that's that comes to me and you know at, at night and uh, the stray cat that Drew Barry said you know hey I got they found the stray cat it ran in can we keep him the general is the cat's name it's the same cat from the three stories and uh, the mom's mm -hmm. like uh, the old wives tell of no we're not gonna keep it you'll steal your breath at when you sleep you know um, and so there's that thing going on and then eventually we find out that there was this little troll that lives in Drew Barrymore's wall that mm -hmm. uh, would come out every night and try to steal her breath. And, you know, instead of the cat and everybody, again, it's just like that thing. It was, it was the troll doing it, not cats. And, uh, of course, the cat yeah, comes the to the rescue. And the, uh, the, the last scene with the troll is is probably my favorite one. Yeah, it's so funny. It's funny. It's the, the troll's sound effects. <laughs> and it's kind <laughs> of gross, giggly. too. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because it's got, it's got a little bit of gore and, like, it's kind of gross. Like, the troll gets chopped yeah. up by the fan and shit. Like, it's pretty gnarly, but... yeah. Um, I love the, but I love how that happened. 
Like yeah. he's on a record player. The cat like is like here's here, here the set the scene. You know, if everybody hasn't seen it. Drew Barrymore's in bed shouting. The troll has locked the door. The parents are banging on the door. Um the troll jumps on a record player and uh, the cat, General, runs up and hits play and it starts playing um, you know, yeah. every breath you take by the police. Yep. <laughs> and And he and she keeps saying faster, so the cat hits the the switch faster, and then the the troll is going around and around on the record player real fast, and the song is playing real fast, and like it's kind of funny how the troll is like hanging on and like oh you know like dizzy and and just kind of like laughing mm-hmm. at the same time mad or whatever, and it goes faster right. faster and then flings off into the fan, which is a little fan. I don't think can if you put your hand in there, I don't think it hurt you, but anyway, um, sure, a little sure. floor fan, and it goes in and just rips the troll apart, and parents come in and like believe oh my god it was a little creature that was you know attacking you this whole time it wasn't the cat right but uh, but yeah uh, you're right when i was watching it this time too i was really paying attention to just how they were they were scaling because this troll is little like it's smaller than the fucking size of a cat and just paying attention to the way they were scaling stuff and some of it i was trying to figure out i'm like did did they actually build like giant shit yes or like this this, yeah. this fucking no, there was, uh, person. Yeah, there was I don't one know, it was scene crazy. where. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. I think there was one scene, and there were uh, the tro- the troll wasn't stop motion at all. This was uh, uh, either puppetry or it was, it was a, definitely a person, person in a costume in a suit. Yeah, and for, um, yeah, there was one or two things. that were like puppet scenes, but yeah, for the most part, right. it was a person. I love that. I love that. And like yeah, I said, I think really, they really did well build done. large scale. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really cool, man. I I love it. I think uh, um, I absolutely love Stephen King's adaptation movies I love his books I love the, the guy's awesome sure sure um you know so. so you said the the first scene is your favorite of the three I, I of the scenes of it because I just think it's so sadistic and everything is the first one of the the party of the smoking one um when okay. James Wood is at the party and everybody's smoking and the guys have the I cigarette know. and he plugs his nose <laughs> and the smoke comes out of his ears he's got like a hundred yeah, cigarettes the top, like yeah. like <laughs> Yeah, and then and then the song is playing. I'll be watching you, or every mm-hmm. breath you take. And then the guy's coming down like an like like the like a figment of his imagination. The the firm leader is like kind of like mm-hmm. dressed up in like an Elvis costume almost, and singing the song. And everybody's watching. Like the painting's eyes are following him. That that whole scene is just so cool. You know, it's so like sadistic and like setting up. Like we're watching you. You can't do anything. You're gonna stop smoking no matter what. Um, you know. Sure, but sure. Be, the troll scenes too are great. I, I'm not. I can't. I can't. I just love this movie. Like I, I appreciate that it was only three f- short films in it, mm-hmm. like three short movies. Um, there's no real big aha moments, you know, like uh, other his adaptations or whatever. It's just kind of like a fun ride, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's also PG-13. It's not really too extreme. Yes, probably the most like extreme thing in it is when they mention that they send a guy out to fucking rape your wife if you get caught smoking <laughs> yeah the third, third probably the most extreme shit <laughs> yeah we're like whoa <laughs> i guess the, there's the one part where they show the head rolls out of the bag but the head looks like straight shit so nobody's getting scared yeah. by that fucking yeah, yeah. Fake oh head. yeah <laughs> yeah we forgot in this yeah exactly in the second film even though the guy made it across he said if you win uh or the, the second one, if you if you scale the building, you can get my wife plus money. But they already killed the wife and cut his her head off and threw yeah. it at him at the at, 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 so no matter what he was gonna lose. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
Um, so yeah, I would say my, if I had to pick them, I would probably go with the troll as my favorite. Okay. And then, I don't know, I'm, I'm torn with the second one and the first <laughs> one, but I would, I would probably say the second one and then the first one, but I, I do, mm-hmm. they're all yeah. like Good. super That's close. Cool. It's not like yeah, one is way ahead Same thing for anything. me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're right neck to neck to neck, you know. It's not like with Creepshow where you have the one with mm. Stephen King as the fucking dumbass farmer that everyone hates, <laughs> and then the rest of it is I love awesome. that one. I like that one. I don't know. I, I like it. I don't I, hate I it, mean, but it's definitely stupid. <laughs> I hear you. Well, his acting is really bad in it. but uh, Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the premise is cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's it's not like Creepshow where you can pick you know three of the five that were good and the other two were blah, you know. Mm-hmm. All, all three of these were really good, and they were like the first two are more drama than anything, and mm-hmm. then the second one was the horror element. Yeah, yeah, and they had all like really good actors and, and strong performances and stuff. And yes, I didn't really look that deeply into if it was all directed by different people or whatever, but they they kept a pretty good similar feel to it. Like it all felt like it was in the same universe and shit. So, yeah, uh, from what I know, it was uh, Louis Teague that filmed all three. Okay, okay. yeah. I don't. I, I like the compilation ones, but the the ones that aren't compilations tend to be the best ones, in my opinion. Yeah, of course. Where it's just one I person agree. does them all. Cool. All right. Why right. don't you exactly. give us uh, give us your rating yeah. and stuff about this one? We'll wrap this guy up here. Yeah. Um. This is out of this is a nine for me. This is up there for me as probably one of the best movies to watch this time of year. Um, mm-hmm. and also one that, like I said, I've always dying to bring it up to people all the time. Like, Hey, give me an eighties film. I'm like, cat's eye. What, what the hell? You know, let's just do it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's one of my favorite Stephen King adaptations, right. you know, not the, not my favorite, but one of my favorite, like one of my go-to, one of the best ones that people did back then. Sure. Um, it, it has so many references and, and just puts you in that world. So yeah, solid nine mm-hmm. for me, man. Awesome. I... I am I'm going to give this one an eight, which uh, I I do like this one quite a bit. Uh, and the only thing that that brings it down a little bit is just that it it is sort of that PG thirteen feel. Oh to sure, it. it's a, a lot of the Stephen King stuff has sort of the, it's like all the PG thirteen horror the that has sort of that same play- feel. Yeah, yeah, the where, movie adaptations do. Right, yeah. right. Where you the really TV movie kind of stuff, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. And uh, this yeah. one, I think, sort of excels above a lot of the other ones, in my opinion, though, because I really, mm-hmm. not just because of the, the nostalgia, but you know, watching this one again, and then I, I try and gauge mm-hmm. too, like with my son, and he watched this one with me, and he really enjoyed yeah. this. Whereas the gate wasn't one that was working as much for him, and it didn't work <laughs> right, as well right. for me. So right. I think, you know, he, he kind of gives me a good gauge, too, of if, if it <laughs> brings him into it, then I go, okay, well, this still holds up, you know? Oh, sure. It's not just there my you nostalgia. So. Yeah, exactly. Like I was just saying, if it, it, it gauge because it, it puts the bias out of it, out of our hands into mm-hmm. his. And if he's enjoy it means, like, yeah, it held up. Otherwise, you know, some of these sure, movies, sure. like, we could go, like, you know, oh, my God, these are so great. And then we watch it again. You're like, I don't know why I liked it. Why was that movie great when I was a kid? It sucks now. Sure, or yeah. It just doesn't hold up. But so that's a great gauge. But but the way that, especially the last two sequences, I think the 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 scale or, or perspective of the the last two sequences where you have the building thing and there's a lot of really cool camera work that mm. they have to do on that to show. Yes. The, you know they make it look like he really is on the side of this building like a thousand fucking feet in the air. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. him actually feeling like it's really happening and you know that a lot of it is just him standing like four feet off of the ground on some ledge you know but <laughs> but I, you, you um, feel like he's way up in the air and they do a really good job with that and just like i was saying with the troll one yeah you're like i'm pretty sure that they built a giant fucking room and then some you could tell some of them are like layered obviously they don't have great green screen right technology to right. put the the troll over top of drew barrymore and stuff like that so right right but some of it you can tell but some of it is fucking incredible so i think yeah the the, the fact that it's so well made too is is really an asset to this movie oh and absolutely I, I have the, I, um, the, I have the cheap warner brothers release blu-ray of it and it looks fantastic okay. so nice i use the uh wall scaling pigeon you know, the pigeon pecking at the guy's ankle at the same spot. I've used mm-hmm. that scenario growing up as a kid playing G.I. Joe's a lot. I use that 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 particular storyline. That's awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or I would like mimic I would do that and mimic the you know, something pecking at that same open wound. And that's mm-hmm. what got me in that because the anxiety of that second film. But yeah, I used to I used to definitely draw from that as I was playing with my G.I. Joe's. So right. Little, <laughs> little little sidebar there, but yeah. And uh, one one last reference from from watching this with my son here before we wrap it up is sure when we're watching the first segment with James Woods in it and I go I go oh yeah the the <laughs> main guy in this sequence is James Woods and he's like oh yeah where do I know that name from and I said oh he's the guy from Family Guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he's like oh okay yeah ooh, I, piece I remember of candy. him ooh piece of candy yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly oh my god. All right, that's the last of the Reese's Pieces. Good. Now we wait. Peter? Ooh, a piece of candy. 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 Man, I hope that's James Woods, because if it's me under there again, I'm going to be really pissed off. <laughs> he's, he's the guy from Family Guy yeah. is how my kid knows James Woods. Exactly, exactly. We know him from so many different movies. I know. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite, like, one of my favorite vampire movies was Vampires with James Woods. Uh, uh, I can't wait if we ever del- delve into that one. But, uh, yeah, it's so funny how people know, or the, our kids know him from Family Guy. That's great. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, why don't we take our one break here? And we'll play some okay. kind of uh, Halloween theme song. When we come back, we will get into the last three movies. One, two, one, two, three, cuatro. See, I need an excuse to call a couple buddies. And you need an excuse to dress a little slutty. You could be my Nikki, we could ditch like Summer Jam. And you could be my Alice Treat Manhattan like it's Wonderland. Transport a Jason Statham in my brother's van. Give money to the bums, I'm trick-or-treating with a couple grand. When I kick a dirty verse, get the dirty hearse. Cause I could be October, baby, you could be the 31st. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you could be Rihanna, I could be the rude boy. Get a desperate housewife, well, I could be the pool boy. If you're trying to jerk, then I could be a new boy. You could be the pit bull, and I could be the chew toy. Woof. Garbage man, janitor, mop it up. I'll be Seth Rogen, I'll pretend to knock you up. Treat me like I'm King James, heat it up. Wait in them, treat you like I'm Rocky, I'ma beat it up. Adrian! Okay, we are back, and we are going to talk about our next movie, which is my pick for a movie I had never seen before, Right. which is the movie Planet Terror. Uh, let me read the synopsis here before we talk about it. Okay. So the, the basic synopsis here says, after an experimental bioweapon is released, turning thousands into zombie-like creatures... It's up to a ragtag group of survivors to stop the infected and those behind in its release. All right, so you said you had seen this one before? Yes, I saw it, I I think, when it came out. Like, I bought the okay. DVD, like, right away. All right, nice. And so, yeah, this one is part of the, the double feature grindhouse with uh, Death Proof, right? Yes, yeah, Death uh, was Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez team up, and it was... Uh, Quentin Tarantino did Death Proof, and Robert Rodriguez did Planet Terror. Sure, yeah, sure. it was real '70s grindhouse feel, or that mm-hmm. where they actually like um, recorded trailers to movies that are, yes, don't yeah. exist, but they recorded the trailers like Machete that actually became a movie, but that was a trailer uh, before yes. Planet Terror. You know, um, just like in Death Proof, uh, it was Werewolf Women of the SS that Rob Zombie directed that. It was just a trailer. Like, it was really cool how they did it as they mm-hmm. sliced this all into like the 70s, you know, uh, <laughs> kaleidoscope looking thing. It was, you know, kind of creative that way to kind of bring it back a bit. Sure. Well, and they even used the the film grain yeah. on the the on the screen to kind of make it look like it's old. And they have Real sort of cutty. awkward cuts yeah. and whatever and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely interesting. And I don't know... I don't know enough about the like if other people were doing this or they kind of were the first ones to sort of bring this thing back at the time. But I know this is is kind of like the gold standard of this type of shit. So uh-huh. 
yeah, th as far as I know, um, again, I could be wrong on this, but as uh, my memory serves me well, I think they tried mm -hmm. to do something where this was supposed to be like an ongoing thing, but it never took off after this. I think it was these mm -hmm. these two movies were supposed to kind of like bring back this nostalgic kind of deal and then, you know, have a different director kind of go off and do their own thing. But I'm not, I'm not sure if this was, was supposed to be like a one-shot standalone thing or it was like a pass the torch on to someone else or whatever and it, nothing else came about it. So I'm kind of curious yeah. to see if, that, well, if that's the case. There was sort of a renaissance of people trying to make old-looking new stuff, yeah. for sure, that is, is still kind of going on now. Not necessarily just straight grindhouse stuff, but definitely people yeah. trying to recapture the, the <laughs> old style of, of sure. look and feel of movies and whatever. But this one is kind of not necessarily tr trying to recreate as much as almost making... On purpose, right. Uh, yeah, not like a parody. I can't think of the right word for it, but... It's like an homage, you know what maybe? what I'm saying. Or, like, yeah, yeah. 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 So it, it's like a slightly exaggerated version of the yes. original type of thing. And it, it's it's something I I mean I'll just say that I I didn't love the movie but I didn't hate it mm. and uh, I got gotcha. you. It was it was more based on the aesthetic and and the way that it didn't have great flow because that they were trying to copy the style of those older movies that didn't have great flow. So right, it had right. weird pacing and and weird flow to the movie and, and some of the stuff felt like it was not cut properly, but it was not cut properly on purpose. So it's like, <laughs> you can't take points off from it, but if you right. don't like the way that it feels, you know, so. Right, right, um, right. So the, the, the grind, uh, the air quotes grindhouse aesthetic is something that I don't usually buy into. And, uh, you know, with the character acting where they're, they're over the top mm -hmm. character actors and stuff as well, is all part yeah. of the, the shtick, but. Yes. There's a lot about this movie that I do love, though, and I think it's it's not. I can understand why people love love this movie. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, I, I I might have the same kind of feel with you. Like, I don't absolutely love it. Like, I tell, oh my god, you got to watch Planet Terror, right? Um, mm -hmm. I, I I I will say, I will admit this. When it came out, when it first came out, when I bought both the uh, you know Death Proof and Planet Terror, I like right. Death Proof a hell of a lot more. Um, right. I just for some reason I just didn't like I kind of like watched Planet Terror and I was kind of like I was I hate to say I was kind of bored a little bit and it's not a boring film but I was just not kind of into it but this second watch I was like wow I, I, I actually really like this like I bought into it more maybe because I knew what I was expecting right I was I was kind of revisioning yeah. or or you know kind of got reintroduced to this because it's been a long time since I watched it in the first time mm -hmm. um yeah. I do think it, it has sort of that feel that if you if it catches you off guard because it's so specifically one style of movie that if it catches you off guard like that that it, you can be like wait what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah, uh, sim yeah similar to yeah. like with the Blair Witch thing where I was like I knew it was handheld cameras but at the same time I'm like so that's that's a movie now like I don't get <laughs> yeah. you know so right, right. And you can come around to it and you can like it or not like it or yeah. whatever, but yeah. I think there's a lot of awesome acting talent in this movie and all of the parts of the people interacting together and stuff work really well for me. And the the gore is fantastic in this movie. Mm. Yeah, Greg Nicotero, uh Walking Dead oh, yeah, did yeah. the did the effects on this, yeah. I noticed that again on my on this this time go round. I'm like, Oh nice. shit, this you know, so yeah. Uh, the the actual like flow of the movie is is terrible, and then there's the one scene <laughs> where th 
I can't remember what the slide said, but something about a, a scene that was missing or something. Like, sorry for the, the... Oh, the sex scene. Yeah, and then it cuts at that. And then when it goes back, yeah. there's there's like all of the stuff that... I'm like, so how did this end up happening? Yeah, like it, it was weird. The s- and then there's like this huge group of people at the bar all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where do all these now, fucking people come from? What What is happening here? Yeah, and I think, again, this is... Uh, one of those over over exaggerated homages to that style of filmmaking back in the day sure, I guess, sure. when um what it did said missing scene it was the, definitely a sex scene of uh, that it was leading up to and it just as before they started really getting into it it's a oh, missing scene and and it was almost like that the audience ah you know <laughs> it's supposed to be that i guess that kind of reaction maybe um yeah and then all of a sudden it, they were like trapped inside the bar time. yeah yeah exactly so it, it, and you know like like that scene never happened at all Mm-hmm. You know, uh, even the lead uh, up to it. No, I, I do. Uh, I I love the uh, the action of it, and mm-hmm. it's it's got you know a, a weird kind of overly saturated color palette too. It's very heavy on the red. Yes. Color that. Yes, red that is in greens or something like that, or something. Yeah. Feels like everything yeah, yeah. is bleeding all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But uh, what was up with the guy that just collected people's balls? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, you know, yeah, right, because he ended up being, like, the good guy, right? Like, he ended up being the scientist that created yeah, the yeah. serum and helping him at the end. And But he collected people's balls in a jar, and at the end when the jar sh- – or at the beginning when the jar shattered, he 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 grabbed, like, two or three of them and put them in his pocket. Did you notice that? Like, yeah, and then he had he a different put- <laughs> container with them in him later. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. So I don't know. weird. Yeah, there was a lot of, like – over the top characters big time you know in this in the thing and uh and a lot of times you know i i appreciate stuff like that like what what gets me to like this film a little more mm-hmm. is that character like you can like they're all it's like all comic book characters you know uh you mm-hmm. you, you you draw them and they have this specific look and this specific attitude in their stats they're you know they're strong in this weak in this and their stats or whatever um sure, one of the sure. funniest scenes in this movie is uh was it the um the guy that the barbecue dude, JTJP or whatever, um, when there's when he's right. toasting to him, he toasts with barbecue sauce and he drinks the barbecue sauce. I thought that was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, oh, he's yeah. weird. I know, but I mean, just great characters too. I mean, you had Michael Bean is in this and Josh Brolin. Yes, yes. And uh, obviously Rose McGowan is kind of the main character. Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis is in it. Yeah. Yeah, Quentin uh, and Robert. Rodriguez. I think Robert Rodriguez is the guy who collects the balls. I think that's him. Tom Savini. Um, oh, Tom Savini. Yes. So you always got to have him, and especially he's very close with uh, Quentin. So you know, no, they'll, the they'll uh, be in this balls. Thing, so. The balls collector guy is an actor named Naveen Andrews. Okay, okay, but I, I want to say, does Robert Rodriguez make his cameo in this one? I'm not sure. I know Quentin Tarantino plays rapist number one. <laughs> yeah, rapist number one, which he's so got the fun. best death scene, by the way. Right. <laughs> yeah the the cast is great, and then I actually read something cool that if anyone doesn't know the story, they would be better to look it up and, and read the details of it instead of me trying to fumble through an explanation of it. But <laughs> there's a cool story about how Robert Rodriguez had hired Rose McGowan as sort of a fuck you to Harvey Weinstein. Oh really? And uh, it's it's cool. Like it just came out sort of more recently, and yeah, yeah. There's a whole thing where he told this this story about how he had met her, and she told him about this whole incident that happened with Harvey and how he hired mm-hmm. her for it and stuff. So it's really cool if you ah. if you are a big fan of the movie, it'd be worth looking up, and then you could have an even more yeah appreciation for the character of Cherry. 
Yeah, because in the beginning it says right there in that 70s font, you know, a Weinstein production, right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, Rose McGowan is the star of this film and stuff. And it's, of course, of everything that's going on in Hollywood and her stance on things. I, I, I go, wow. I didn't, you know, it, at first, like, since you say that, I like it even better, you know, if it is mm-hmm. a big fuck you to him because that's, he deserves it. Well, you and, know? It, and this, uh, from what I read at this point, too, it was more, I forget the other one, Bob, not Harvey, the other brother. But whatever the yeah. other brother was, the one that was more in control at that point, and he didn't really gotcha. deal with 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 Harvey and stuff at this point. So. Oh, okay, 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 okay. He was yeah, that'd more be interesting in to look the, up. the yeah. '90s and 2000s, but okay, yeah, check that out. There's a cool story about how Robert Rodriguez hired her. <laughs> and no, I it's it's um it's definitely a lot of fun. Like this would be a good yeah. watch with friends movie, oh, a yeah. good party movie, or or something like that that you could really kind of joke around and, and laugh about some of the stuff and correct it's not something that you want to take too seriously for sure yeah and, you know it does some of the things where if you're a purist then you get annoyed because it, it breaks convention of a lot of things and then if you're just like a fun movie then you can just get into the fun of it but um i, I can kind of spin this into my sort of overall review of it but uh, yeah go for it i gave this one a seven and I, like I had said before, I, I, I can totally understand somebody liking this a lot more than a seven, but mm, yeah, not so much. I, I can even get a, over the grainy film and all that kind of stuff, but the weird cutting and the weird mm. overacting and stuff is, <laughs> is more of the harder pill for me to swallow with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the insane gore in the movie really elevates it to another level to where even though I only have it at a seven, it's something that has a lot of rewatchability. Because yeah. of the fun factor and the over-the-top gore and stuff in it, so it's kind of a, a almost a seven and a half, I would say. But I'll I'll keep it at a seven. Sure, sure. And uh, the the yeah, one thing man. I will say is, what I don't understand is when so when Cherry loses her leg and then he ends up fashioning this fucking this machine gun thing, which you know is is the super image or super familiar image to people of the movie with Cherry yes. with the machine gun leg, which is only like the last fucking five minutes of the movie that she has it. Exactly, exactly. But it's it seems so goddamn impractical. Just make her a leg and then have her hold the machine gun, like just to get down I, on her on her fucking hands and knee and then shoot. Uh-huh. People. I'm like, or, how does it fire? Th- by the way, or throw a kick? I know. Is it somehow connected to like nerve fibers that <laughs> can pull the trigger? I know. Remember what rubber taught us? It just is. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just because. But yeah. No, it's it's pretty funny though. Yeah, there, it's, it's one of those yeah, things you just do it because um, it's more badass. <laughs> yeah, like I said, what they did is they uh, they drew a comic book character and said, "Oh, I'll just make that happen because the aesthetics look awesome." Mm. Um, well, we're, you know, we, let's not worry about functionality and practice and how how would that actually work, you know? <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I always I thought that too. Uh, watching, I was like, "How the hell?" And you're right. Why doesn't she just hold it? Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> great. You have much better control than being on on your hands and one knee and trying yeah. to like, or, or she's or she's like throwing a kick, basically like a roundhouse kick, right? To spray people right. with bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. This um this movie is over the top in every way. Like you said, you know, like uh, um. A real cool story. I think the story is kind of cool. It's real fast paced. You get right to it, you know, kind of yes. go in there. I think Robert Rodriguez is like, I'm going to set it, I'm going to make a horror movie and it's just going to be like chaos, explosions, blood, zombie-esque uh, creatures running around. We'll have action stars in it. Like, you know, you get the action points. We'll get the comic book characters. Mm-hmm. We'll get, 
you know, just just all these little nuances. And uh, th- I think the the film grainy stuff, not necessarily like the jump cuts, but the grainy stuff bothers me a little bit. It bothered me a little bit. I like like I wish if the intro was that it was a real cool intro, and then it went into like almost like how that movie Mom and Dad went, where the intro was this '70s kind of thing, and then it went into a yeah. modern style. And then maybe mm-hmm. the out, you know, the ending could go right back into it. That would probably make more sense to me. But um, I went like I, I just w- when you put this on there, and uh, I was like, okay, I, I don't remember liking this movie to the point where like, oh my god, this is a great movie, like great movie, right? Just like, oh, that was okay, that was cool. Um, but on rewatch and everything, I was like, you know, this this is kind of cool. I'm, I'm actually enjoying it a lot more. And so mm-hmm. I actually went up to a seven and a half on my score. I went up on that. Uh, and it's only nice. because of the the two, and I compare the two, and maybe it's not fair to because they both are feature length films. You know, they're both separate. But like Death Proof is so much cooler. It's just it's it's slower. Okay. It's not as violent, but it's more terror. It's a uh, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's again that we can review that in another day. But uh, uh, sure, definitely sure. watch Death Proof. But anyway, but uh, um, but this one is the it it reminds me of just like reading a horror comic book. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Like especially when you say the palette and, and the characters, I love the fact though that we do get not just a standard five characters in this film. There's like ten or fifteen characters that we follow, and they either have oh, a yeah, demise yeah. or they have their own side story that you can kind of like headcanon the side story. You know, the Sher- Michael Bean's character and the the barbecue, they're brothers, but one ha- owns the building and he always trying to raise the rent because he wants the barbecue recipe. I know. And the other brother <laughs> is like. <laughs> You know what I mean? That kind of He's stuff. He's like, I'll die before I give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that that kind of stuff where you could get some backstory to characters like that. That always and I missed that the first time around. I will admit, I, I missed it um, back in the day when I watched this for the first time. And it could have been sure, just yeah. I would maybe I was just in a bad mood and you know and uh, uh, did didn't really feel the movie. But like upon watching it again and again, I, like I said, I have the DVDs. Right? I, I mean, I could have watched it this whole time, but it's one of those things where. I watched it, had it on a shelf, and I never re- really revisited it until we're right. doing it now. So, but yeah, catching those those things, I'm like, that was cool. So, like initial, I'm like seven and a half initially. Um, it might even go up from there, like in the future, you know, if mm-hmm. I we revisit it again and stuff. But yeah, I, I we got to know why the guy has the testicles. Like, what what's the so what's so meaningful behind it? Is, is that what he sure, used sure. To, to make the serum? Maybe who knows? So, well, I, I like the. Um the backstory aspect too, like the the main character Ray, that he yes. drives the tow truck and he's the wrecker or whatever. Ray's wrecking, yeah. and then they come to find out that he's actually this this badass zombie killer gun- person. Yeah, that's part like of the part of the group whatever. called the Wreckers. Yeah, yeah. It's like there was give me so the gun. Much like there. no, I won't give you the gun. Give me the gun. No, I won't give you the gun. They finally give him the gun. And he's all badass with it. And he's yeah, doing all these twirls and and shooting like an ace. Yeah, I didn't know you were El Ray. You know, he's yeah. like, it was so funny. And like uh, Bruce Willis's character too. Like they were a, they even like I said this is back in 2007, right? So his character, why this this uh, serum uh, got released was that he was sent to go kill uh, Bin Laden, and he did. He killed him, but at the same time, they they I guess they triggered this uh, chemical explosion that was set off in Afghanistan or whatever, and it affected him and his soldiers. So now they have to be constantly exposed to this chemical. Otherwise they turn into the, the monsters in the film, the, the zombies. And this is why, yeah. you know, he's there again, all, all this backstory within a couple minutes. And that's what I do appreciate about the film is that it's uh-huh. not just a straight up, you know, 
Splatterfest. It's there's a lot to it if we break it down. I said, and I think that oh, yeah, yeah. Um, upon another watch and another, you know, maybe revisit it again, uh, we, you know, you can come up with like a whole a whole thing about it. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Either way, still definitely a fun one for this yeah, time of year, especially. Yeah, of course. And with that, we will get to our next movie, which is going to be your never seen before pick. Yes. And I, okay, so upon reviewing movies that I haven't seen, but god damn, I've heard so much about this movie and a lot of other podcasts and talk about it. Uh, uh, it's, it's The Descent from 2005. Um, and the synopsis is a caving expedition goes horribly wrong as the explorers become trapped and ultimately pursue or pursued by strange breed of predators. And um, yes, I, I, I've heard of, I've heard about this movie. This is one of those movies where it kind of like, again, I missed it. I just must must have missed it. And uh, it was on Netflix for a long time. And I was like, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And uh, I've heard other people talk like how great the film is, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I'm glad I got to watch it because I love this film. Okay. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a, a great monster film. Great nice. monster movie. Um, kind of remind me of The Ritual a little bit um, as far as the catalyst that got these women to go cave exploring. Just like in the movie Ritual. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's the, mm-hmm. there's a, yeah, there's the catalyst of uh, the group of friends lost a friend. So they go exploring uh, in like honor yes, of that friend, you know? So this kind of remind me of that. Maybe they took it off of the descent a little bit, but uh this group of women who were kind of outdoorsy and kind of doing things and get together. They, uh, this is like back, you know, uh, in a while. And um, upon leaving their white river rafting kind of stuff, they, uh, one, the main girl gets into a car accident and uh, her daughter ends up dying. And I think the husband too, uh, her yes. husband ends up dying too, which I think it was like one year later, you know, the, the it's like re- the girls get back together to kind of like rekindle mm-hmm this adventurous spirit and try to like kind of put the past behind them and use the sorrow to propel themselves forward. And, um, they want to go splunking right into caves. So this one girl goes, look, we, I, this cave here, we're going to do this overnight and come to find out this cave has never been explored before. It was a brand. It wasn't even on the map. It was, they just kind of stumbled across it. And all the girls that, uh, thought this was something that they knew the exits, they knew the way ins and outs, blah, blah, blah. It was documented, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't. So, um, you know, of course, the one girl's like, well, we want, I wanted to do this for us because the, I wanted to rename this cave for us and explore it and have something to kind of like connect us again because the accident mm-hmm. tore everybody apart. So I thought that was cool, you know, to like that had that big emotional tie um, to it. But here we go. Here's the setup, right? You know, this is an unexplored cave. You don't know where it's at, if, if it has an exit or not. And of course, they end up getting trapped of a little cave in. Um, right. And, the, and uh, oh, my God, I, I'm going to tell you something right now, though. I never really react to movies as far as, like, you know, shaky, can't get <laughs> sick. Uh, I got claustrophobic <laughs> watching. It, it literally happens to everyone the first time they see it. it seriously? Uh, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, I was like, pan- I had like a mini panic attack. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know? First time I, I did. saw it. I really did. Like, I really, my heart was racing. I started, sw- I was like, oh, my God, this is. This is uh, what the hell, you know, and I usually don't, you know, but I put myself in the, the woman's position where she was climbing through this small opening um, going and the camera's moving back when she starts panicking and I started panicking. So bravo yes, yeah. to the film, man. It really worked. It really got me. Uh, I'm sure. Glad, glad to hear that other people got that, too, because holy shit. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I had seen this a few years ago. Okay. It, it was one of the ones that when I started getting into horror again years ago and was listening mm-hmm. to podcasts and I would hear it come up and so I was kind of taking a list of you know, the, all those movies you hear mentioned on different podcasts or people bringing them up and shit. So yeah, it had come up enough times that I felt compelled to check it out and had kind of that same reaction like, holy shit, man, this is yeah, this is crazy. And I've seen it a few times now. I, I definitely really loved this the first time I saw it. And it it actually is another one that kind of seems to get better as you watch it a little bit more. Mm, yeah. And what I what I really do love about the movie is that it's almost like two movies in one it movie. It is. It absolutely because is. Because what just, I just described you could, you could was take the first part. Either part of yeah. it as 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 like a whole movie on its own. Yes. And somehow it's not super long and they put these two premises together and it doesn't make either one of them overstay their welcome where you feel like they could if they were drawn out more right. than they would. So Yeah. So that, that, Yeah, you like, have the whole getting trapped in the cave thing. Uh-huh. And then as they're trapped in the cave, then they discover these weird mutant human creature people. Yes. Totally blind. I guess been living in these in this cave for forever mm-hmm. or for you know long periods of time, and would go to the surface, kill animals, bring them down and stuff. So now they're trapped into this huge cave cavern system. No way, no documentation of ways to get out. They they do find out that I guess uh, people have gone in there before because they found gear, but they've dated the gear like a hundred year old. Like this, they didn't use these tools for like hundreds of years, so they're like, oh shit, you know. Yes, yeah, the climbing. Uh, they kind of. Yeah, so they're quickly becoming like, oh my god, we're you know, yes, we're not the first ones here, but nobody <laughs> documented this cave, so that means nobody got out either. Yes. And uh, and so when the monsters come, that is great. I the monsters are the or the the humanoid, the subspecies, uh, flesh eating humans. I guess they're in there, but they're like totally blind. They look like goblins, of course, you yeah. know. And there's some uh, great exploration as far as like interaction between these humanoids and our our characters meaning like you know they're trying to figure out each other you know because they're human but they've sure. evolved into something else you know and the cave dwellers I, yeah 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 cave dwellers and there's some great shots and you know and then and then you have the third storyline the three-way is that um i, I don't know maybe i don't want to give too much away but it, it's there's a there's some drama of of the woman who lost her husband and child with uh, one of the other women's, I guess, had an affair with the husband or something like that, and mm-hmm. and so it kind of goes back and forth where you know um, they're they're, they're kind of hold grudges or people find out within this whole thing going on. Yeah, um, and I, I feel like that was probably the most unnecessary part of the movie. They could have just yeah, because I think there was enough, right? Yeah, there yeah. was enough things, enough tragedy to go on without this other thing going on because there's that one girl. Uh, the one I guess who had the affair with her husband, she was kicking ass. She was like the muscle of the group. I know uh, the you know the leader of the stuff, and uh, you know I thought the death scenes in this film were amazing because they got eaten alive, sliced and whatever, bled out, mm-hmm. uh, you know whatever. In like uh, there was that pool of blood scene, uh, which I call it the carry moment yeah. with the I didn't even know where all that blood even came from, but there was like a I know it's gross. <laughs> it was like a, a pool of blood, and then the flares. Like, like I said, the red of this film, like they use flare, so it's all red, and then the girls are covered in blood. And again, right, and then I'm, they I'm, switch to the I'm, glow sticks where it's all green. Yeah, like I said, I'm really kind of jumping around because I really want people to, to see this film because uh, mm. I, I missed it, and I'm sad to say that I missed it for all these years. I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, I love this film. I love this movie. I found sure, another sure. one that I actually like really, really like, you know, um, and there's so much to it. But uh, 
yeah, man, it's it, it's crazy. And, and um, at the and then at the end when she escapes, of course, you know, this is all it's an old movie anyway, so everybody should watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she escapes and when she's sitting in the car and she has like her meltdown, you know, her she just lost all her friends and that whole realization of like like the first time that she's cried in a long time but it took these this incident to do it and i the whole re- like revelation of of her breaking down like that i i felt mm-hmm. like man this is such a great like emotional movie of course um but at the end didn't it it kind of i want to know your thoughts on the end where was it her daughter that came out like as like kind of like almost like ghost uh a jump scare okay there was a jump scare at the end of the film and it was, uh, I think it was her daughter or something. Or some uh, woman. I'm trying to think because I believe that there's different endings to the movie. Okay. So I think that the one that I had is when she's when she's having the breakdown in the car, then it almost ends up being a dream, and then she's back inside the cave, and then she ends up getting killed by the oh, things. Oh, see, I didn't see that part. Yeah. I think okay, that's so the I didn't one see that, that I, have, I have a DVD <laughs> that it only has one ending on it. Oh, and okay. It's, so it's not. She doesn't get away. She ends up getting killed. Also. Okay. So the the version that I saw throughout the film is probably it, she kept hearing her daughter giggle. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But at so at the very end she get escapes the cave. She runs into her car, and as uh, she's you know she almost this truck goes by or whatever, and it scares her out of it. And all of a sudden, um, an image of a of a girl comes right next to her. She turns, scares everybody, and it goes blank, like a jump scare. So like I didn't understand that like. What the hell is this supernatural? It went supernatural, or is that all in her head? Like, is it in her head? I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah. So it was like a weird thing. So maybe you got the true ending, and maybe I saw something that was, uh, you know. But I, I rented mine yeah, on I Amazon. Think, I don't know. It's a- yeah, I have a, a DVD, but it's an older release of it that I bought, a used one. Okay. A while back of it. So I like your ending better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the unhappy ending is always better. Yeah, I like what make. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was. Yeah, every everybody dies in this film. It was great. I like it. I know. Yeah, the only other thing that I ever had sort of a complaint about is, and it's I guess it's more a fault of just the way that the movie is made, mm. is just that it's, at times it's hard to tell the women apart from each other. Yes. Yeah. In the cave yeah. until you really get a feel of like, like after watching it a few times now. Yeah. Then I go like, okay, so. Sarah is the one that has that on and and this one right. has that on and like you kind of start to figure it out and and know it on the rewatches better but yeah, yeah. it's a little bit awkward sometimes where you're going which one is this Yeah, what, I did too. What, what happened to that girl? Where yeah, I did at? too. I'm what like I know on? there was a sister of somebody. Yeah, you're 100% right and I and I'm glad you brought that up because it is hard to tell all apart because you had one American girl one Scottish girl and the rest English, I think it was, or, or something like that. It was like it was like six or seven of them, you know. And all of a sudden, like in the beginning of the film, when they were meeting in the cabin, I, there was four girls, and all of a sudden there's six girls, and all of a sudden there's a seventh one, and it's, and then they all put on their their gear and they all look the same. Well, yeah, they're all wearing helmets, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. and it's it's all shot from inside the cave, and so it's not the the greatest picture either. So it's hard to tell their faces apart and stuff. So yeah, yeah. But I think that's not necessarily a fault of the movie because right. they would have 
cave diving equipment and all that stuff on. So it just took me a few watches to kind of pull it apart of who was with who at each time. Yeah, but... exactly. Because I didn't know who I was following. I, honestly, like I, I, at the beginning, <laughs> the girl who had the accident, I knew who she was. But then when they had the gear on, I didn't know who was she the one trapped in the cave in. Was mm-hmm. she the one that got bit? Was she the you know what I mean? Like it was like well, right. I'm just watching. I'll just watch. <laughs> I just watched the rest, and you know I knew the names, but the sure, faces yeah. all yeah, it was all it was all blurred into one. Yeah. But that's not really too big of a deal. And I think the the, the no. scenery of this movie is awesome. All the yes, the inside the cave shots and stuff. And some of the stuff where they take when they're inside and it's super dark and then they throw the flare and then the whole thing lights up like you were talking about and it all turns red. Yeah. And you can just see all this fantastic cave scenery around them is fucking just yeah. so cool to see. It, it was, man. It I was, really like that. I said, it, it was shot so well. Like, and it was acted mm-hmm. so well, too. Like, the whole the movie's good. And, um, mm-hmm. again, great creatures, great practical effects, great gore in it. Um, yeah. Jumps, and even the know, CGI it, it, stuff that they have isn't terrible yeah. because it's all kind of darker and it's it's not super right. in your face. And it's well done that right. way. Right, right. Now, they made sequels to this movie, right? There's That's at least a one, which I have never seen. Okay. So maybe it'll explain I, the ending the, more or something like that. So. I, I don't know if there's more than one. I couldn't tell you, but I know for sure there's one sequel. Okay. Okay. But yeah, man, um, it's, it's just a, a, a refresh. Like to me, it was a refreshing movie to watch. Yeah. Well, it's as a good one too. Plans, that, like you said too, that you have heard so many people talk about it. So it's always mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. To finally make the excuse to watch it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I jo- Yeah. I finally joined the club, and everybody can say it's about time. Shit. <laughs> all right well why don't we uh give our rating so we'll wrap this one up okay and i think um you can go first i think it's your turn to go first <laughs> yeah yeah it's my turn uh <laughs> um because I, I i enjoyed it so much i gave it a nine man a solid nine i had to it was like one of those nice. things where i'm like i'm like i you know it is my first watch and i just sat mm-hmm. there like you know it's 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 when i stop doing things what I do and I and I really concentrate on the movie I'm really into it and uh like like I said the acting didn't throw me out of it the the special effects the 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 monsters everything the dialogue never nothing ever threw me out of the movie you know besides that not telling someone apart kind of stuff um I think the catalyst of them getting together was awesome I think the unexplored cave theory came in as like oh shit like that realization of they're in trouble got to them mm-hmm. really quick in the film and and the the um they set off to do one thing, but it ended up being one, of course, another thing, you know, like, like the intentions was there of the woman to try, like, we're going to do this and explore this and name it ourselves, but they all end up dying. And the greatest thing to do is like, you find a cave full of monsters. And it was like right up my alley. Right. <laughs> you know, and the monsters yes. looked fantastic. They were so cool looking, you know, and I love the mm-hmm. fact that they were completely blind, man. You throw a flare right in front of their face and they, they didn't know what, if you were there, um, Sure, yeah, yeah, it was all about sound, right? Yeah, all about sound. So not even uh, smelling, right? So they really played on that evolutionary thing. If if that was a, a, a you know, if that ever came true, kind of deal. This is what a human would evolve into, you know, hundreds and hundreds, of, if not thousands of years, being trapped in, uh, you know, the bottom of a cave with no sunlight, kind of deal. Um, sure. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool. Of the unexplored stuff. So yeah, man, solid nine. Great, great uh, film to get in the mood for Halloween, too. Like, just this Definitely. time of year. Very good. I gave this one an eight and a half. Pretty much all the same reasons that you had said. Mm-hmm. I I um, 
just yeah, I I love all the the tension in this movie and yeah. the way that it builds yeah. and the way that it kind of takes its time. And the only thing I really take away is just some of the mixing of of, of the characters and the way that they kind of get split up and you get a, it gets a little bit confusing. Yeah, through the monster part, and I I almost like the cave part better than the monster part, but the monster part is also pretty awesome too. And it's nice yeah. because it takes it up the extra notch where you're like, okay, this was all just about not getting hurt. And now it's about not mm-hmm. dying. From yeah. Survival eaten, big time. So. Right. Oh God. Right. <laughs> yeah. You put those two elements together, man. It, it really like mm-hmm. made for a real good tension movie. Like I said, I've never react. I've never, I'm telling you, I've never reacted mm-hmm. the way I did to a movie until I watched this, you know? And I had yeah, no too. idea what the movie was about, too, I, I, except for people said it was good. Oh, that's cool. You know I mean, I, I, I didn't right. know what to expect, so there was a, it was a treat. Yeah, and it's it's got good rewatchability. I mean, that's yes. a, a good factor with a lot of these things, too, as far as when it comes into my rating is would I watch this again just on my own for, for right. fun or for the hell of it or, or for enjoyment yeah, yeah. in some capacity like that. And this one definitely is something that I have rewatched and will continue to so yeah definitely all right well that's pretty good that's going to possibly be the best one of the show but we'll see yeah right (laughs) exactly we got one more so that being said i will move us to our next movie here which is the 2018 pick and i don't even remember how exactly i came across this i have a few different youtube channels and stuff like that that i'll i'll kind of follow for a little bit of heads up on on 2018 yeah. movies or new releases and stuff okay and this one is called Apocalypse. yes and the synopsis is very short and sweet here on the old imdb it says after winning the championship cup jonesy and his team must survive the zombie apocalypse <laughs> Done. So it's a hockey team in the zombie apocalypse. Yes. Now, this one, we we tried to, I'll, I'll just kind of put this out here for everyone, and uh, Marco and I tried to watch this together to record commentary for it, and neither of us had seen this movie before, so we right. were both kind of trying to watch the movie and trying to talk entertainingly and, and record a commentary, so... Yeah, we may not have gotten the greatest grasp on every little detail of the movie, but also it's kind of just a, a bad uh, B zombie movie that yeah you don't really have to pick up on a lot of details. Probably almost think, better if you're not paying that much attention. <laughs> I think it works a lot it. better if it was more or less a, um, a a room where we had everybody like watching at the same time because th- th- it, there's a <coughs> lot of <laughs> there's a lot of uh, you know stuff that you have to stop and laugh at and whatever but yeah it's 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 a movie mm. that you watch in a theater and you could do the commentary but i think other people have to watch it with you like you really have to watch the movie with the commentary yes i think yeah and uh so this one just kind of came up because i am a big fan of hockey and i'm a fan of zombies so mm-hmm. i was like hey what's this <laughs> and yeah. the trailer looked like it was pretty funny so we decided to throw this one on the list and check this one out and we are trying to to figure out the the bugs of recording commentary, so I thought this mm. would be a good one to test since it's obviously not going to be the most the most deep movie that we really need to study that <laughs> right, well. Right. And right. so, it, you know, it's it's pretty simple. It kind of follows this team. We meet the team. They're kind of all these archetypal characters to hockey and to to 
you know, just basic like zombie movies. Yeah. And they win this championship cup and they go back and they're partying and then the zombie outbreak kind of happens. Now, if I'm remembering correctly, this one has no mention of, of why the zombies are in existence or anything like that. It's just like, oh shit, there go zombies. Yeah, it just, yeah. it just happens. Like uh, we see one right. person <laughs> sick and all of a sudden he bites somebody and, and we just kind of like, okay, it, it happened, you know, they're zombies. And they were like, yo, dude, yeah. they're zombies. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, not yeah, no no off cuff mention of a sewer plant, no off cuff mention of like a nuclear testing site or other people happen. It just just happened mm-hmm. to be the minute they they won their their championship cup, uh, the zombie the other team started turning into zombies, uh, unbeknownst mm-hmm. to them as they were partying. Yeah, so. Um, but this one it was definitely a super fun movie. I, I feel like a lot of the ones that we picked for this tend to be leaning towards comedy stuff and there's a few that aren't yeah. but obviously this one is is just a full-on comedy horror yeah uh it doesn't doesn't really have a lot of great gore but i can't imagine that they had a, a great budget right so it, it it seems like they did kind of some just cheap slapdick zombie makeup and then <laughs> they did yeah. some blood stuff but it wasn't really too crazy they didn't get a lot of awesome gore i mean a couple of cool things i think they did but yeah um Lower budget, but a good aesthetic though. Like it, it looks good. It was shot well. It was it was very technically sound for sure. Yeah, it was like takes place in one night kind of deal. Um, mm-hmm. Like we we I think we've we've uh, said that it was like okay, this is, happens in one night. So you're getting just what happens in the la- in the next five six hours of these guys' lives. You know, um, mm-hmm. I thought uh, one thing I will say. I thought the comedy was <laughs> pretty damn funny. There were some there were mm-hmm. some moments that were some pretty damn funny stuff. And again, with creating characteral archetypes, right, um, where you try right. to like not just five faces and we just kind of follow them and they do their thing and, and we just kind of get the story. No, this movie did, like I said, I think that most of the script was like, all right, how about we take the mascot and he and he has, he never takes the, 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 the team's mascot, never takes the teddy bear mask off. And he's and he runs around killing right. zombies, but like kung kung fu style. And he's got two sidekicks. They were like fans of the hockey team, you know. And they're all kung fu masters on the side. And and so yes. periodically we're going to cut back to the mascot running around town killing zombies in ninja style. And then go back to our heroes. And then go back and forth. And like all the time we 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 were like, dude, this the the mascot's gonna save the day at the end. You know, he's gonna join up with the heroes. And of course he did. So. That's the kind of movie you're looking at, right? That's the kind of stuff that sure, we're sure. doing now. So, you know, like you, you, I even laugh thinking of that. Like that is just, I don't know. It's brilliant. You know what I mean? It's like if you're gonna, mm. the movie does holds no fact that it is what it is. It's a, it's a, you know, silly, uh, you know, real slapsticky at times. Like this is a comedy more than a horror. Like they, they really set out to be dumb kind of deal. You know, on purpose. You know. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Dumb and they, they do have the people there. getting they have a lot of people getting picked off and stuff and it's just <clears throat> yeah. it's not over top over the top gore but you do at least have the the horror of all these people getting picked off and their numbers dwindling down and them seeing yes. people getting killed and shit so yeah 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 the the horror yeah. element is there in the comedy for sure yeah yeah it's like it is it, definitely intertwined but i think they hold no punches or no qualms about like this is it is what it is guys this is not a you know a serious movie at all is this is a you know sure real just but i think it. that the i think the people acting in it were doing pretty well though they yeah they were good yeah they didn't feel yeah. like they you know it's like we talked about with the last movie where mm. 
Yes. Do they like they know they're in a comedy movie, so they're trying to act funny in, right. in a way like they're like they're trying to act badly is a weird place yeah. to to be in where you're like, are they just 100%. bad or are they trying to be bad? Yeah, I know. A hundred percent. Like I said, this is a comedy movie. This isn't a uh, scary movie type stuff where, you know. Yes. You yeah. Know, you know, yeah. But um, the only the OK. So the only thing again, me. And I think that you have to have, like you said, you know, you picked it out because you're a hockey fan, and I, and I, and I think you have to be a hockey fan to really get a lot of the references because you had to explain things to me, like during, yes, during the filming or during the, the commentary when we were doing it, I was just like, I don't, I don't get that. And you're like, well, do you see, this is this is what happens in hockey. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, so, yeah. So well, there's a lot I, of I guess it's that way about any sort of sport movie or something. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. Again. It's it's uh, not the movie's fault. It's my, it's kind of like where I didn't get a lot of the punchlines because I'm not I don't I'm not familiar with the sport sure, enough yeah. to do that. But it didn't ruin it for me at all. You know what I mean? It's still funny. You know, it was still mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't like over the top do the nuances in the little side. It was only a few a few times that mm-hmm. like, I, I don't I don't get that. You know, in the cameos and they had some hockey cameos. I didn't know who they were, and the characters are freaking out about it, and you know. Um, I was like, I don't know who this I know guy the, is. <laughs> I know the Barry Melrose one is pretty lame. Yeah, I don't. I didn't so. know who that was. Yeah, so I mean, you know, so, um, but yeah. So, but but all in all, like this is a movie that's fun. Again, this is a party movie. Right? Yes, yeah. You put it on for in sure. Halloween time. You put it on. Actually, not even Halloween time. You could put it on any time. Just like check this out, guys. We're gonna, you know, we'll bush it amongst ourselves. We'll have this on the background. We can watch it, kind of like doing sure, our own sure. out loud commentary instead of a, you know, a date movie or something like that. So right. Well, and hockey is obviously a winter sport. So yep. You would associate that like the hockey season is about to start this week, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, it's in in October. So yeah. It will it will go into the spring because it goes for a fucking long time, but <laughs> right. it at least starts in the fall. <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a fun party movie. It's something that I do want to check out again mm-hmm. and just like watch it and and actually pick up everything without having to try and think about things to point out. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, in the future, I think when we do a commentary, it's something we should probably watch the movie first. <laughs> by yourself and then yeah because what we do is we catch ourselves watching it right and it's yes, silent yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i know and i was trying so hard not to so <laughs> i know it's like y- you don't want to be able to like talk and do things but at the same time you've never seen it before so you're like i, I don't know what to say because it hasn't i mm-hmm. it has to come up mm-hmm. yeah and they have some funny stuff like they have the the jealous girlfriend or ex-girlfriend <laughs> or whatever she's supposed to be of the the main character is got another girl that's interested in him and she's she's like five years older and she keeps calling her like grandma and she's <laughs> talking about how she's so old and yeah cougar like she funny. keeps calling her a cougar and stuff and, uh, and uh, uh yeah so and then that, you have the asian <laughs> there's the asian kid on the team and they make jokes about how asian people don't play hockey or whatever right right oh man and uh, yeah no, the, I thought but, the, no, the, definitely, the, definitely fun. Scenes. Something I would love to check it out a second time. Yeah, def- of course, of course. Um, no, this was a lot of fun. I think this is one where you actually texted me before we even did the list. I think you you had uh, had texted me the 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 trailer, and I was like, "Oh right. shit, Paul, that looks awesome!" You know, that's like another because I, I I'm a sucker for those kind of uh, tongue and cheek horror movies. You know, Dale and Tucker. Yeah, I, evil, I like the, this that kind of, kind of stuff. stuff yeah. you know. Yeah, you know, it, it works. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just works and you're in the mood. Um, especially this time of year, you just want that. Like, yes, the serious uh, 
Uh, horror movies are great, but I, f- I fulfill my life with the horror comedy also. You know, that's like my second love. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's funny when you just said Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Every time that somebody says something about college kids, I always, in, <laughs> in my head, hear him going, college kids! <laughs> college kids! We got your girl! We got your friend! We got your girl, college kids! <laughs> <Yeah>. College kids! <sighs> College kids! Say it again. Louder. College kids! Hey, college kids! College kids! I don't see them. No, no, no. You know what this is? This is a suicide pack. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, that movie's great. I know. Yeah, college so kids. Funny. Oh, shit. <laughs> Every time I hear that in my head when I hear someone say college kids. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. But, uh, well, why don't we wrap this one up here and we'll okay. give our ratings for this. Yeah. Since we don't have a great grasp on all the minutia of the plot of this movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's fun. That's it. <laughs> it's yes. Nothing deep. It's just fun. Uh, all right. So I will give this one a six and a half. Hmm. I, I, I really enjoy this and I think it's something that I'll be able to watch again and something I'll yeah. be able to have some laughs and, and watch this a few times, but it's it's not good in the sense of <laughs> right. there's not great makeup and gore and, and the cinematography is fine and whatever, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's mm-hmm. a B-movie, so. Yeah, absolutely. It is what it is. Yes. And it also claims to be the only movie that blends zombies with hockey. Nice. Yeah, IMDb, so. exactly. So there's there's a first for that, you know, which is cool because, mm-hmm. again, it is something that caught your eye being a hockey fan. You know, they found mm-hmm. like a little niche audience there too. But um, I'm right there. I'm at a six, solid six, because of the exact same reasons. It it is a B movie. It is one of those movies you're not going to get this high budgeted blood, or, you know, blood splatter effects. The movie could have benefited from it, no doubt, right? Like there could have been um, almost that kind of like Shaun of the Dead esque stuff where it was still funny and it had its silly moments, but it was bloody. But this movie had its, it was funny, had its silly moments, but it wasn't bloody. You know, like I said, with minus a few scenes. Um, right. Where, right. where we kind of like mentioned in our commentary, like we saw where the budget went on it as far as like this scene probably took the whole budget because it was an awesome head splitting brains and everything like that scene. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that know, one was red. Yeah, it's but but again, it didn't take it away from me where I was like, oh god, I can't watch this movie. If a if a zombie doesn't look like a zombie, I can't, you know, use my imagination and plug in the holes. I you know the zombies, right, right. you could definitely tell apart the humans and zombies. But again, it's it's something where they seem like they had a lot of fun filming this this movie. There's a lot of dialogue in the dialogue that is funny, like mm-hmm. um, the whole snuggle thing. Like, should we snuggle now or should we snuggle? That is fucking hilarious and. Uh, the whole mascot yeah. thing. Yeah, the mascot thing. When they lose a friend, they don't even know her name. You know, stuff like that. It's just <laughs> there's a lot of yes, there's yeah. a lot of little uh, subtleties that are just kind of like, man, that and he kind of makes you giggle. Uh, 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 and he's like, that's funny, dude. That's like genius writing to me sometimes. You know, it's like, that's funny, you know. So I appreciate yes. that a lot. Yeah. So um, a six only because, again, I can't, I can't, you have a hard time putting stuff like this that's real low budget and you can see the low budget stuff and, um, you know, uh, story and whatnot. And you can't put it up to a cat's eye level. You have to, you know, do mm-hmm. it whatever. But a six is still good, you know. For sure. Cool. All right. Well, 
At least according to what I can tell here, I think the descent is the winner of this. Yes. Of this show. Perfect. Because you had a, a nine, right? Yes. And I a had nine. an eight and a half. Yes. So that one's going to be our highest one, I think, because. I had cat's what, eye had, and descent at nine, but I think you had cat's eye a little lower than eight and a half. Yes, which that so. seems right to me. So. Yeah, man. No, I, I. In fact, if I would look at this list and I'm like to, if say we had to pick a winner and a matrix to go on, I'd like descent all the way. You know, uh, oh, that's a true horror film, man. That's it's just so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, as uh, we mentioned before, we're trying to keep these ones short here, so. Yeah. We will just kind of roll from this into our our plugs and wrap the show up here because then we're going to be right back next week doing this again. Yes, sir. So uh, over on your other show on yeah. the Sarlacc Digest, you guys are still continuing kind of going through the... the Well, you were on the Clone Wars, right? And now have you guys moved on right. to the next yeah, phase of that? Yeah, we're on episode... We're on episode three, Revenge of the Sith, and we did our first half of it, uh, our commentary, okay. breaking it down. And I've got to tell you something, that if you haven't watched the Star Wars movies in a long time, and, and like I, I, you know, of course, grew up on them, right? And I, I watched them alone a lot of times, but it's so much fun to watch it um, in a group of like-minded people. And you get a real sense of the movies. Like when you really break it down and the emotions really come out. Uh, because you're you're trying to convince your friend or, or this instance, you know, podcasters, because we're recording this whole thing. You were really trying to convince them of that particular scene and how more meaning it is going on to the third film or the fifth film. Um, we're having sure. such a great time with that. And it's like one of those things that we take out of it. We're like, man, I'm glad I got to watch this again with these guys. You know what I mean? I, I'm glad we're doing this mm-hmm. because not only we're doing this because it is slow news, Star Wars news, because as the movies are being filmed, we don't have another movie until next year. Um, right. This is kind of a filler, but it's a fun filler because the people are following along are doing the same thing. Like, guys, you're not like we'll make fun of the certain scenes, you know, certain acting and whatnot. But we're not destroying the films. We're we're making fun. We're having fun with it. But we're also like uh, uh, magnifying the plots. This is why Anakin did this. This is why this whatever. And it kind of carries over. And sometimes, again, we've seen these films a million times. Right. But we still find little you know little things here and there that kind of gives us our aha moments like oh my god i never thought of that you know real geeky stuff you'll love it um but yeah so we're we just got into our episode three we're gonna do our episode uh three wrap up next show but we also have a special point five episode coming up uh with the resistance cartoon so by the time this drops, the Resistance will already be out, um, which is the new Disney cartoon. We'll be getting into that. We're doing a special like kind of uh, presentation on that. Plus, um, I'm actually going to interview the the ladies of the Sarlacc, the other guys, uh, their wives. I'm going to introduce them and how it is living with a Star Wars nerd and if they're secret Star Wars nerds and how they cope with it and how you know do they get involved with the events and stuff. So a little bit of the of the female take. These, you know, they're not that involved into us, but do they like the genre? Who knows? So that might be fun. Cool. Also. So, nice. yeah, th- a lot of different things, man. Awesome. Uh, as far as for me, I have nothing else going on except for this show. So, <laughs> right. uh, at the moment, just another episode of this coming right away. And in case anyone had missed it, uh, we were doing the What's Worth Watching show, and Rich and I did a little bit of an experiment with the video podcast and so it never 
fully came out as an audio podcast, but if you wanted to check that out, you can download it from the Raw Live and Unedited Podcast Network feed, or I believe it was also on Facebook page for for the network as well so mm-hmm. if you want to check that out it's a little short thing that rich and i did and he spent a bunch of time editing some stills and stuff into the video but mm-hmm. we're gonna tinker with that a little bit more and and yeah see what uh what works as far as doing that show but uh that's on hold until october is done anyway so i have too much October's other stuff busy. to do during yeah, this october is yeah. busy <laughs> <laughs> so just keep up with our our podcast feed and and follow us either solo feed or on raw live and unedited podcast network or on the legion podcast network and on our instagram and facebook all under the name who will survive horror podcast i think that will do it so until next time everyone have yourself a good uh, week two of october or a good week of whenever the fuck you're listening to this <laughs> exactly <laughs> and thank you for listening And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Goodbye.